We have a fun episode of UFC Unfiltered today. Myself and Matt talked to Justin uh, Buckholz calls in. Yes. I shouldn't have put gum in my mouth right before I did this. No. And uh, hilarious uh, Dan Soder is in with us for the whole show. So this is a really good one. I think so. I, I agree. I hope so. But then if we didn't agree, we wouldn't probably say it anyway. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. UFC and digital media present UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Welcome to another fine, ep- I'm predicting it's going to be a fine episode of Unfiltered with myself and my good pal Matt. Hi. Hi, everybody. We have a good show today. Uh, we have uh, uh, the uh, uh, t- Team Alpha Male head coach once again, uh, Justin Buckholz, will be on yes. the show. He was a great guest when he called in. And Dan Soder, a really, really funny comedian. Uh, will be in uh, studio. He's a big UFC fan too. I like Dan. Yeah, I met lo- him before. It. We did. We did some kind of. Show. I think we did the the Lewis fucking H Gomez. Lewis show. J Gomez. What? Yeah, there's a lot of initials. Lewis. What? Lewis J Gomez. And Mike. Lewis J partner. Gomez. And uh, he has an MMA show. Before he did it with Mike Bisping. This is a while ago. Oh, okay. I'm gonna ask Dan and see if he remembers. He's Michael Bisping's partner in podcast and in life. They're life partners. Michael and Lewis. You know. Now listen. A lot of people don't know that. They're both proud of it. This is this is going to be an interesting fact that it just, it just came to me now. That I I was on that I was on that show with Dan Soda, who's a, a really really funny comedian. Yes, and I did that. I did the first version. Now listen, I don't got bits or anything. I'm not a pro- professional comedian like Jim Norton, the great Jim Norton. But on that program, what I did with with, with uh, Lewis. Jay Gomez. Yes. And uh and Dan Soda was guest there. I did that whole Adrian thing that I did on that old, <laughs> on yes. that looking for a fight. And I remember he told me that was he he said it. Dan Soda told me that that was oh man, that was great. I never I never heard that take on that or something. And that made me think, wow, man, a comedian kind of dug what I did with that Adrian thing. Yeah, it was funny. Isn't that funny? It, I just re- that just came to me just now. I'm going to see. I guarantee he does not remember any of that. Oh, he might. He'd be surprised. You <laughs> know, a nice guy, though. Not many, not many former fighters are, are, are doing stand-up. So when you see yeah. someone doing stand-up who's a former fighter, you remember. Plus comics. Yeah. You know the way you, you can remember a fight? Matt can remember things about a fight that I would never remember. Yeah. You remember certain technique things and just things that guys did that I would never remember. Yeah. As someone who has never fought, what about Dean Comedians? Thomas's comedy though? That's very forgetful. I know. I actually liked it. <laughs> Dean Thomas, Dean's uh, comedy. I, I remember. I watched one tape of it, and I thought he was good. I love it. I would love I to have trashed him too, but he, fuck, he was pretty funny, man. He had good <laughs> setups. The material felt original. He talked about his son. I thought he was very good. I was saying before we got on air, I might as well say it on air because uh, I like to give him props. But I always love he, when. We had him on the last episode talking about Amanda. I love him. He's great in studio. I yes. like having... Dean Thomas, is. A, it's fair to say he's a friend of the show. Yeah, he is. You know? Anytime mm-hmm. in town, he's welcome. Of course. He's a, and he's a fun, he is a funny guy in general. That's yeah. why he's really uh, doing okay with the stand-up. Um, we, you didn't, I, I saw a few fights uh, the other night, and it was the, uh, the Contender Series. I did and not I, see I, that. I enjoyed it. And the two guys that he signed are... Uh, what happened there? I'm bringing, I'm bringing Dan's just. Oh, is, here. is he here? He's early before Justin. That's so okay. No, because yeah. I see. It's so. I don't know. Thank goodness that we have the setup the way we do, where I'm not facing that window. Imagine if I was facing the window. Yeah, yeah I, just I don't follow, think we'd have a show. No, no, just keep broadcasting. I'll, I'll be subtle. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that contender series while he gets Dan, Dan? in here. Chris. 
<laughs> Give me the name of the two gentlemen. The one uh, I saw the main event of it. Yes. And uh, he was, um, give me, I don't remember, is it right in front of me? Uh, no, I don't actually have the results on there. It's oh. Hullaba. I can't think yeah, of Yeah, he was in yeah. the UFC before. Yes. And he looked very impressive. He looked great. And I like, I like that it gives you a little background on these guys that are at least, you know what I mean? Yeah. In that main event and, and you get to know a little bit about them. Oh, it's and, great. It's like a mini, it's like a combination, yeah. a little bit of the ultimate fighter, a little bit of Dana White looking for a fight. It get, and, and it gets right to it. Yeah. And, it, and it's more fights. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. That, that guy, uh, the heavyweight, was it heavyweight or light? It was heavyweight. Yeah. Zoo. Zoo Anyanwu. I seen him before. But, uh, they, yeah. And I think they mentioned that on Did he there. win? I didn't see the series yet. Yeah, he, yeah, he had a, yeah, yeah. He knocked the guy yeah. out. He's a tough guy. Uh, he's a tough guy. He, he don't is he looks a little sloppy, and I'm not attacking him. Yo, what's up, Dan Soda? How are you, man? We're Good happy to see you're you again, here. Dude. We're, you're early. We're happy you're early. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's awesome, man. We're just talking about. Um, what are you living a bond, Dan Soda? I'm only kidding, oh, Dan. So why would I attack you when I you're a guest on the strength. show? I don't have that Matt Sarah strength no, to man. shut the door. Good to see you. Do you? Do you do yeah. you remember me? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come on. You're, no, I mean, do you well, first off, Louis J. Gomez's show. That yes. Yeah. You see that? Is this thing playing outside? Do you remember him doing stand-up? No, really didn't. I don't remember him doing stand-up. Oh, oh wait, was it stand-up or did you do it on the show? No, no I didn't do any stand-up. Yeah. I did stand-up oh. one time is what you saw, but my point is... Do you, on the show yeah, you There's no way he's going to remember that. I did a, the. I did one thing. As, yeah, listen, I'm not, you guys are professionals. I'm a silly guy. I'm a silly ex-fighter. Silly chubby ex-fighter, funny, but I'm powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. But um, Take tear the, limbs. the point is, is that I'm not a professional comedian. I wouldn't even pretend to be. But I did do on uh, the Dana White looking for a fight. You ever see that show? Yeah. Do? Well, right. the the what happened is uh, what happened. I don't you know? know, Chris. All of a sudden, why is it off, producer? It's got Dana. Thank God you're here. Because if I would have asked Lou the producer, he would have been like, "Oh, your guess is as good as mine." <laughs> Fucking Lou. Ah, uh, there it is. There, look at that. Oh, I got that's, a voice. That's a good voice. Yeah, Dana White's looking for a fight, which is a great series. So uh, thanks so much, man. And and we did we do different wacky shit where we're at. So uh, you know, we at one we were in L.A. and at the uh, Laugh Factory. Yeah. What the fuck? Hang loose or are you calling somebody? I'm going to call him. You can't, you can't do that shit. When I'm told, you know me. I know. Yeah. I know. He does I got to I just, just not look at him. Yeah. Anyway, long story You're short. You're talking about Santiago Ponzinibbio. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. I did, I did whatever, three or four minutes at, the, at that thing because it was part of the thing. Me, Dana, and uh, Dean Thomas had to do some stand-up at the Land Factory. I remember, sta- I remember watching that. I did a... The th- now the thing I did on that was a thing about Adrian. Don't, don't, don't tell him. I want to see if he remembers. You said he wouldn't remember. I want to know bastard. if he remembers. <laughs> he doesn't remember. I remember. No, I just remember watching their post uh, yeah. comedy interviews. Yeah. Oh, because okay. yeah, you can't put him on the spot. Yeah, like, Matt, Sarah, Matt, and Dana were both like, "I'm sweating," cra-. and it was just it was weird great. to me that like those guys are in such uh, intense situations that comedy is the thing that makes them sweat. Yeah, to me, funny, I was right? like, yeah. I don't like arguments. And these guys, you know, Matt fought for a living. And then to do comedy, you're like, that's nothing. You're just being a... Well, that's because you guys are two comedians that it's like second nature We like to call ourselves professional jokers. (laughs) (laughs) I I will and never refer to myself as that. Uh, Professional joker. Yes. That's what we think of that. Boo that, man. That's what we think. We're professional jokers. But you know know what's funny, Dan? And and it just came to me now. That that bit I did... By the way, it killed. It killed. It did kill. I had a UFC crowd. They liked me. They wanted me to be funny. But it would have killed anyway. But I did okay with it. It was basically... The whole thing was how uh, uh, relationships change and the realest thing about fighting movies. People ask me about that. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but how like the realest thing about Rocky was with Adrian, how she started off like fucking great and then eventually about his six months she's like twat you happy she's dead he called her a so, cunt a cunt yeah so but when I did that I did a, like an early draft of that and it wasn't like it was like some kind of bit from me but it's just kind of something I thought about and I did it on the show when you were with me on there and I remember afterwards we were hanging out hanging out uh, outside afterwards 
And you told me that you go that way. I never heard that that take on that. That was that was great. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, man, that's a comedian, like a, a respected comedian, like like getting a a, a a chuckle or even not a chuckle, but you kind of dug the idea. Yeah. I mean, it was a good. I mean, I I think you know comics are always looking for different angles on yeah. shit. So when someone has an original angle, you're like, ah, you're almost mad about it. You're like, god damn it. That yeah. made. But I'll tell you, that made me feel great. Then. Oh, well, it thanks. Made me feel well, great. dude, that's great. And that's man. probably why I killed with that thing. And that's listen, I'm the. That's my only bit. So that's good. <laughs> I'm never doing that stand up shit again. Never. So, you'll never no, do it again. No. Dean Thomas is doing it. He loves yeah. it. But he's, so he's you trying. never. I know I'm not like, interested in. I know that. Brendan Schaub got into it. Yeah, man. So, I know Brendan is doing stand up. Right? Yeah, I like. I love Brendan Schaub. Yeah, more power. To and Brian him. Callen is a stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but so you never do it again. Brian's the equivalent of a guy who's a tough. Like, like I'm a silly guy, and I and that's great that I did that because I respect it so much. Yeah. Uh, but it's almost like a tough guy that wanted to try MMA, jumped in, knocked the guy out, and said, "I good fuck, I had tried that, I'm never doing that." Nah, shit but again. I did a live. Matt's a funny dude, and I, we have to get Justin Buckholz on the phone or Chris is panicking. But uh, we did uh, Doug Benson's live podcast. Together, <laughs> okay, that was fun. Uh, uh, the, at the movies, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Doug loves movies. Doug loves movies. And uh, Matt was hilarious in front of the yeah. like, 300 people there. So we had it was, fun. It was very funny. You can yeah. tell that Matt's like the guy, and I, I only played football in high school, but you were yeah. definitely the guy that was like a great athlete, but also fun to hang with. Silly guy. So you can. Tell that like the guys that weren't as good yeah. probably hung out with you because you're like if I can make Matt laugh then the guy because there's like guys who are great at sports who are just duds yeah they just have no personality yeah. and all they are is that like just a really good athlete yeah but it's always the guys in the locker room that are also like great athletes but also fun that gra that everyone gravitates to because oh, you're good great. do it but you're also like fun to hang out with I'm just happy that Jimmy gravitated to me I did now we're getting like <laughs> Jimmy and Jimmy that's you one know? of my favorite people. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I watched your Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, jujitsu. Oh, how lesson. great was that? It was awesome. And when he was, no, I mean, no, I mean, the fact that when he came in here, I'm like, I go, oh, Jimmy, I go, get ready for some heavy lifting, dude. Because I, what am I going to ask the scientist? I'm not Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. but I'm not going to ask about the. I, I, mean, I don't know shit besides. Uh, tell me about Star Wars with the fucking. <laughs> is that realistic with the fuck? But he would tell you though, like no, he, he would. would. No, I know. He yeah. goes in on shows like yeah. on movies like uh, Gravity and this and that, but. Uh, but what a what a great guy! First of all, what a down to earth dude, and makes a dumbass like me on like it, it, he makes it like relatable to people. But not insulting. Like there's certain no. guys that don't know how to talk about science without being like very. Con oh, we got Justin. Hello. Oh, okay. Oh, hi, Justin. Yeah. We're just yapping about science. Justin Buckholz from Team Alpha Male. Thanks for calling in. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah. What's up? Hey, you got me, uh, Jim. Of course, you have the great Matt Sarah and uh, comedian Dan Soder is in studio. Um, I wanted to start off too. I, I didn't realize how long did you live in Alaska? You were born in Alaska. Were you like raised there or just born? Yeah, in born and raised. I lived there for twenty years, nineteen years. Wow. I lived. Then, uh, I lived in Kenai for a little bit. Do you know Kenai or Soldatna? Oh, nice. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah, big salmon out of Kenai. Yeah, I. Uh, Is that Alaska. Yeah, I worked in a cannery up there. I worked in a salmon cannery up there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, What's I worked it? oil fields. So I was. Oh in man, yard, that's part of the state. So, like, as far as hard work goes, salmon cannery to people in the, like, continental U.S. is like, how could you do that? But then when you go up and you see the guys that work the oil fields in Alaska, you're like, those are tough sons of bitches. Like, that is hard yeah. work. Why? Because you're in the ice all the time? Well, it's no, it, they're just working on an oil field. And there's a lot of oil fields in Alaska. But that's, like, real hard work. Like, all day, you're just fucking busting your ass. Yeah, we work seven days a week, 12-hour days at seven twelve, And do six-week hitches. Like, live up there for six weeks in a man camp. Oh. You know? It was... uh. Uh, it'd be like 77 below zero and we'd work in that. They turn the crane off at 30 below ambient, but a wind chill, they'd, they'd let it ride. So 77 below wind chill. Good, all good. God. Yeah. You were working in the winter. I was just doing like a, a summer where I'm like, it's kind of cold here. I felt like a bitch compared to those <laughs> oiled field guys. 
Hey, uh, Justin, we're trying to hear you. Your <laughs> phone is crackling a lot. Are you in a bad location area or no? No, I'm actually driving in Scotland right now. Oh, okay, that would be that's why. Because um, I, yeah. I saw something about Alaska. I was reading about this family. It's like they're really like an isolate. It's a guy, his wife, and their their I think teenage son, and they just moved like they're like 200 miles from the nearest neighbor in the deep, deep Alaskan wilderness. And they you know, they literally have to carry guns when they go to the like everywhere because the bears are, are, are around their house. Were you in any kind of an isolated area growing up, or were you like in, in fairly a, a city? So the second biggest city in Alaska is Fairbanks, and I lived outside of that city in a place called Fox that is, has about 200, 300 people population. Wow. Uh, but, but Fairbanks actually has the largest temperature swing of any major city. It has 80,000 people or so. Uh, so it has the largest temperature, temperature swing of any major city in the world. It's like 60, 60 below in the uh, wintertime and 90 degrees in the summertime. Oh. Summertime is about two and a half months. Oh, wow. And then how, how long did it until it starts getting really shitty and cold? Uh, it's usually like that most of the year. So when you're growing up in a place with 300 people, like that's such a different, intimate mentality. Is everybody in everybody's business? And how is dating when there's only 300 people in your town? Well, I mean, this was like in the 90s and stuff growing up. So it was like, uh, you know, there was nothing online. So just kind of isolated, you know? So if you, ha- if you saw a hot girl, you just had to follow her. You're like, who are you? I don't know who you are. I have to track no, you back no, you to your knew cave. Exactly who? Oh, the yeah, you're right. Were. Yeah, you probably knew her whole family's generation. You're like, my grandfather yeah. grew up. With, yeah, I didn't even think about that. There's a saying in my town that you don't lose your girlfriend, you just lose your turn. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't lose your girlfriend, you just lose your turn. Okay. Yeah, it's like two to one men to women. So, you know. So is that why you started Something fighting like and training? Did you start that because yeah, it's, just it's, frustration. Because <laughs> it seems like a very alpha competitive thing if there's all these guys competing for women. How old were you when you started training? Uh, I was. I started boxing when I was 14. Started amateur boxing. Oh, there you was, did. I was the only guy. Uh, I was the only guy in the program at my weight in the state. So I was a state champion for five years. Hey, <laughs> reigning just for, state just champion. For showing up, you know? yeah. yeah, exactly. So, as so, your first love was boxing before mixed martial arts. No, um, uh, boxing was the only thing to train. There's no, for a while there was like one black belt in the state, you know, uh, there's, there's just nowhere to train. So the only, only kind of outlet for martial arts would be boxing. How do you feel about the whole, uh, the Floyd Connor thing that's coming up? I, I'm kind of excited to see it. Uh, do you, do, is it something you have interest in or, or, or do you, how do you feel about it? Man, I love it. I watched the press conference, uh, yesterday and, uh, McGregor's awesome. His head is probably twice the size of Floyd, and he's like slowly convincing me that he has a chance in the fight when he's talking about how little Floyd is. And then uh, Floyd Senior came in, and he was calling him Junior because he can't because Floyd's like forty years old, you know. Um, it's a, it's a very interesting fight because I, I saw an interview with Ricky Hatton, who was uh, you know undefeated until Floyd knocked him out when Ricky Hatton was at his peak. And if you look at the way Conor McGregor has to win the fight with Mayweather. He has to get inside and like rough him up and wrestle him a little bit and hang on him and get dirty and make the fight aggressive, not a boxing match. No, this is what everyone's saying. And that was Ricky Hatton's game. You know, he was a world champion at that. And he couldn't get the floor. You know, he can get the floor that time. He's a world champion in boxing. Right. So how is McGregor going to do it? Well, Floyd wasn't 40 years old when he knocked out Hat. You know, that was like eight, 10 years ago. That's he's 40 years old now. Yeah. yeah. And McGregor's head is huge. He's, he's way bigger. Like, it's going to be interesting. I don't think he's going to go in there and try to pressure him like that. I think he might might move and, and uh, you know, MMA fighters are different. I mean, Matt, Sarah, uh, you can attest. I mean, the, the core strength, the leg strength, like boxers are, you know, like fleet of foot and light. They, they're not dense like an MMA fighter. They don't 
work the neck, the core. Like, I don't, I, I mean, just doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you're going to have a different core than a boxer will ever have. Doing wrestling, stronger legs, you know? So, it, yeah. No. Uh, it's going to be interesting, man. No, very true. Very true. And it's the, you made a, you made a good point with the, you know, people forgetting the guy is 40 years old. Yeah. They see a fight, he can get old overnight and, and, you know, in the change of, in, from one fight to the next. And, and you know, one, once upon a time, Anderson Silva, when he was young, was untouchable. Was he 41 now, right? arts. Yeah, when he's, guys start getting a little bit older, it catches up to you, man. You just have to be a, just a, a second or two slower for mm -hmm. these punches to land. You know what I mean? That's a good point. And, uh, hey, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, I know it's obviously uh, a huge task for Connor, but, you know, he is in his prime. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and also, what do you think? That, what is the reach difference between those two? Because because it seems like Connor's. He looks a guy. lot bigger. He yeah. does, man. That press <laughs> conference really showed it when they were standing there. You're like, wow! I didn't know Connor was that much bigger than him. I think it's three inches. Three a three inch reach, and it's funny. We talked to Duke Rufus a couple of days ago, and he was saying almost the opposite of what you're saying. Which again, there's no right or wrong. It's just theories as to what will happen. But he thinks that Connor is going to stay at range, and, and I think try to keep a little bit of distance. But you think that he's might might have no. I agree with that. I was saying that that was the. You know, the the narrative was for a while was that Connor had to get inside and make it ugly. But I think he might stay rangy and try to land the bomb. And, and uh, you know, I, I think so now. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't. The space in MMA is a lot different. You know, he can he can do sprint crosses and, and drive-bys and, uh, you know, Superman punches. And, and when he gets inside, he can toy, uh, tie Floyd up. If Floyd wants to tie up McGregor, good luck. He can overhook him. You know, Floyd comes in with that elbow. And, uh, you know, he's very dangerous in the clinch, but I feel like McGregor gets his hands on him. He should kind of break him in half and really put his weight on him and hang on him. And then on the outside, be very elusive, like use the, use the distance of MMA. Uh, I think he has a great chance. You know what you wonder, though, and, and, and you wonder this anytime a boxer fights a, a mixed martial artist, Connor knows that he can't use, you know, he can't use uh, elbows. He can't use, um, you, know, you know, knees or any of these things. And you wonder in that moment, if they're up against... Uh, the ropes, does a moment of instinct kick in? Or how hard is it to have to be conscious not to do these things that for Floyd are an instinct? He knows he can't do this. He, you know, he can't put you in a tight clinch. All these things he can't do. The, Connor's instinct is to do this stuff that he has to fight against what his instincts are. He has, actually has more thinking to do than Floyd. Yeah, I, I think he has probably sparred boxing enough to be able to, to keep the rules different. Like I don't think that'd be that, that big a deal. You know, even though he has you know, 10 times the fighting knowledge you know, in different aspects as Floyd. I mean, not saying that he has, like, more straight-up knowledge, but, uh, you know, I feel like he can stick to the boxing rules just fine. But now now can he push, you know, really push the rules? Well, I, I believe he should, you know. I think he should, you know, punch with the free arm, you know, hit 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 on the brakes until the referee, like, actually gets in between them right. and, uh, you know, do some, some, uh, uh, some you know, what would be considered dirty tactics. But, you know, dirty tactics, we're fighting like a gentleman's sport. MMA is, like, doesn't necessarily have to be a gentleman's sport, you know. You take someone down, you kick them in the face. Yes, like, stop on their toes. Is, is so, <laughs> yeah, like boxing is so, I mean, it's so, I, and, and the press conference, how come no one's bringing this up? Floyd said he'd fight him with eight-ounce gloves, six-ounce gloves, four-ounce gloves. He doesn't care about the gloves. He, like, said that in the press conference. So why doesn't he say, hey, let's do four-ounce gloves? Because he's full of yeah. shit. <laughs> he, he, he said that in hindsight. Like he said that. Like I, you know, I don't care if it's in a K or I don't care if it's in a ring or an octagon. Floyd, of course you care. Yeah. Connor yeah. actually called him out on it. Like you do care. Yeah, that's kind of what a promise. Yeah. Like that's like when you hook up with a girl and you're like, I'm gonna fuck you all night, and you're like, No, I'm not. I'm gonna have yeah. once, and then I'm gonna go to sleep. So let's stop yeah. bullshit. He's saying that now that the contracts are signed and it's set in stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's yeah. Yeah. It, it, 
exactly. How's Cynthia feeling for the fight this weekend yes. versus uh, Joanne Calderwood? I mean, Joanne's Joanne, a tough we, chick. Yeah, no, Joanne is definitely tough. Tough. She's ranked number seven. We're in enemy territory, so to speak, you know. But right. uh, we're actually really. And she's actually driving the rental car. I was driving earlier. We're on the wrong side of the street, yeah. and the the driver's side is on the right. So. The left side of the car that we normally drive on in America is all scratched up because I've been driving it like oh, the last great. like two hours. Uh, but she she took over. She's driving right now, so she's cutting weight, driving on the wrong side. She's doing great. Uh, we're, we're trying to find a beach, you know, California style out here in Scotland. Yeah, how is it over there? How's the uh, how's yeah. the food? Not to be a fat guy, but how's the, how is it over there? Man, I mean, is it easy to find? Food, you know, I mean, there's a lot of salt uh, in the food, but it's really good, and uh, we've been finding good spots. Uh, Scotland is just, I mean, it's very, very cool. I guess there's a, we're staying in Glasgow. That's where the fight's going to be. And, uh, Cynthia might give, uh, Calderwood a Glasgow kiss, which is a headbutt, I guess. <laughs> is that what they call a Glasgow kiss? <laughs> they call kiss? it a Glasgow yeah. kiss. Yeah, a headbutt. Hey, how is, uh, we, I don't think we've talked to you for a little while. How's Cody, uh, Cody's back doing? Man, Cody's back is, uh, it's, it's, it's almost back to, to a hundred percent. I mean, they gave him that surgery is like an amazing procedure. And we took the correct amount of time to heal properly, you know what I mean? To have him come come back at full strength, you know. He's a young fighter. We don't want to have these, like, problems uh, nagging him throughout his career. Like Cain Velasquez, you know, especially yeah. A, uh, yeah, especially a spinal problem, you know, spinal. It's not like an ACL or an MCL where you have another knee. You only have one spine. So we took the proper time. Uh, he's rehabbing correctly, and he's almost back to where we can go, you know, full MMA. So he's doing great. Let me ask you, because I want to see which one of your buddies uh, should get thrown in a locker. Who's the guy who took the video of him wrestling drunk with uh, with, Dan, <laughs> with a big dank as Theo? That alpha male should get a fucking wedgie, and and, <laughs> and you should, and you know what I'm saying, Justin? Put that guy through some extra paces. The guy who fucking leaked that shit to TMZ and whatever the fuck that. You know what I mean? <laughs> who is that yeah. guy? He uh, revoked his I, hangout I pass. <laughs> Well, we're gonna we're gonna put a bounty on him. Yeah, yeah. shit, I'm gonna man. Body shot KO on this guy. I'll tell you, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> anyway, I'm just letting you know, man, because that looked like a pretty somebody had a phone pretty close to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, that guy had maybe TJ a has a right <laughs> maybe TJ has a spy in the group still. <laughs> Starting yeah. some drama. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get a sleeper cell look for NT Alpha. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there yeah. was a lot, Cody said that if TJ had uh, fought. Uh, Demetrius had lost. Uh, didn't didn't Cody say I'll never fight you if if you do that I won't give you the shot. So when when all this talk about uh, uh, Dillashaw against uh, uh, Demetrius, how, how did you feel about that? Man, I, I just thought it was kind of there was really no uh, no real, real ground no real grounds for that fight. I mean, Cody had called called the plan. I'm going to go down to Demetrius, stop him before uh, he he breaks breaks Anderson Silva's record. You know, drop down and challenge him for his belt. He's saying he's got no fights. He's top of the pound. Go do that at 25. Make a super fight for him. And then once uh, Cody's back got hurt, TJ uh, called, like, said the exact same thing, you know. And Dana White acted like he was so excited about it. But I, I felt like that was just him trying to put pressure on Cody to stay in that fight, uh, you know, uh, on July 8th, you know, because he was originally the main event. So I feel like there's just a lot of pressure for him to stay there. And that was the kind of TJ buildup. Because there's no real grounds for the fight. I mean, TJ is not the champion at 35. He lost to Cruz. Cruz beat DJ. Cody beat Cruz. So Cody should fight DJ. You know what I mean? 
Uh, and Cody is the champion. TJ's not the champion, so there's no super fight. You got a guy who doesn't have the belt at 135, dropping to 125 for the first time, and he gets a title shot against the guy who's on his 11th defense. It doesn't really make sense. Like, it's a good job you can make the weight. You know, that, that's awesome, but that's like the, the biggest thing that TJ brings to the table right now uh, no, when trying to make that super no, fight. That's a great point. Uh, Justin, you know, I've been on that ultimate fighter and I coached it. I won it this season. I yeah, was you won. But that's it. not the point. No, I don't <laughs> want, I'm not bringing it up for that. Do, do you get to fight anybody for that? Well, no, 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 that's not, the, that's not the title, point. Uh, a few months after. Listen, listen, I listen. about that. Okay. Thank you so well, we much, guys. We talked about that guys, first it's... round knock. We, we talked about that last time, that first round knock of GSP. So what about that, that, that few minute, uh, rear naked choke on Shinya Aoki? I watched yeah. that the other day in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> no, Shinyoki, the greatest no, no. grappler in MMA history, no, no, goes no. up against Matt Terry. No, no, that's, that, that, that's, that's wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying you're getting your, your Asian fighters confused. It was <laughs> it was Gomi that I strangled. <laughs> oh, was that in Abu Dhabi? Yeah, it was Gomi. But hey, oh, you man. know. Asian guy. <laughs> tomato, Asian. tomato. Not a good look. Uh, but listen, I'll oh, thank you. But I, where am I going with this? This is where I'm going. I've been on that show, so I and I, I lived it. I know what's it, what it's about. How do you think you were portrayed on that? Now, a lot of times there's editing, man. Do you think you guys got a, it was fair the way they edited that? Or how do you think you got, I don't know if you man, even watched on, it. Honestly, it was completely fair because, you know, it's not like they can make up stuff. Yeah. Well, well actually, I take that back because I, I watched the episode that we won, the one fight that we won. Yeah. I watched that episode, then I watched the first two episodes. And on the second episode, um, Cody and TJ are walking, walking uh, to make a fight announcement. And uh, they're like drawing back and forth, and and TJ goes, Cody, you you know I won that fight with Cruz, and I say, TJ, I think you did win that fight, and then the camera cuts, and it's like another scene, and it shows them announcing the fight. When in reality, I was walking behind them, I go, TJ, I did think you win that fight, but Cody beat his ass way worse than you did, you know. And he goes, Yeah, it's true, and and we kind of played that out, and I was, but it, they edited to show that I was yeah. like supporting TJ. I'm like, Hey, buddy, you did win that fight, and then after that, I was like. I'm not watching this anymore. But when I get trolled every Wednesday night, I'm like, oh, the ultimate fighter must I know. You know the, the whole dynamic, yeah, the whole dynamic of that show was, you know, it was two years of, of you know, Manny Duane, uh, but, you know, it was TJ and Duane and, and their fans and all the Bengali Thai fans saying that, you know, Alpha Male was nothing and it was all Duane and then Duane was saying that none of us wanted to be champions and we all were like really upset about that and he would do media interviews and, and say stuff about our team and, and then he would post things about, like, the virtual, like, when Cody fought Thomas Almeida in the main event, Dwayne posted, like, I love this kid's style. And he was a guy who used to train Cody. So it's kind of, it's kind of bizarre. He's like, I like this kid's style. And it was, like, a highlight video of Almeida. And then he posted the EA Sports thing of Cody getting knocked out in the simulation uh, for Almeida, which they were, you know, completely wrong. It was Cody knocking out Almeida in the first round. But the EA Sports did that, and he posted that. And so it was, like, two years of him doing this stuff, this, like, passive-aggressive behavior to the team and whatnot. And we were just waiting to see him in person and get, get our hands on him or whatever, you know, like throw down with him. So when we're there all angry and aggressive, it's like two years of stuff, but you know, they, 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 they did a good job by just trying to play like, Oh, what's going on? We just want to get along and whatever else. But you know, the, the fans and the, and the, the people who are watching don't know the backstory. Well, I mean, a lot of the hardcore fans do, but you know, when they just see just coming off like aggressive, like Cody running around the wall, trying to sock somebody and, and whatever else, I'm trying to pick a fight with Dwayne. It's like, man, that's these guys had a lot, had this stuff a long time coming, you know. One of my favorite things, Justin, is uh, is Cody at the house. I seen the clip. I don't, I didn't see the episode, but I seen the clip when he's 
Hanging with the boys. With the boys. I fucking love that. Yeah, he might have tipped hanging, the back. He kept saying, hanging with the boys. And at one point, his girlfriend boys. or his fiance is just like, you're acting like a douche. <laughs> it was fun. Listen, but it was great, though. I like Cody. I think he's I think he's fun. <laughs> Man, Cody is, uh, you know, whatever. They, this is a kid who's had, you know, the last time he had a drink before that Ultimate Fighter show was his after party with Thomas Almeida. Like, yeah. you know, he he is a disciplined athlete, and uh, they just showed, like, you know, it was just edited to show what they wanted to do. Well, and, it, and it was a great narrative of, of Cody being this crazy uh, hothead and, and TJ being, like, a great coach, you know? I mean, what were they supposed to do? They, they won all the fights. You're like hey. completely skunked and pick no wrestlers, you know? Hey, man, you could, be a, <laughs> you could be a dedicated athlete and still want to hang with the boys. They're true, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and it's and so hanging with the boys is from from Cody's uh, uncle Stingray, who's his boxing coach. Like, yeah, since he, since he could put on gloves, and he told Cody one time, he was like, it was a picture of all. He's like, Cody, post this on my Facebook. He's like, right, hanging with the boys with the Z, Cody, a Z. <laughs> so ever since, boys. <laughs> I, I freaking love it. I can't get enough of it. And then I saw on YouTube there was a remix of Hanging with the Boys. Dude, I, I have too much time on my head. I think <laughs> watching this shit. Hey, Judd, did you uh, did you try the? I, I'm obsessed with Cody's that sinus treatment he does with the balloons. Uh, I forget what it's called. I've heard that it works. I've also heard it doesn't work, but Cody swears by it. Did you have that done? Did you try that? Because Uriah said he hated it. Yeah, so that was on the show as well when <laughs> Uriah got it done and he was like freaking out. It was great. It was great TV, but Cody actually set him up for that because he, he knew that he wouldn't want to do it if he saw how painful it was. So he's like, you got to go first and Uriah, you know, he, he got put on the spot, so of course he's going to do it. But uh, it's called cranial facial release or like CFR. And it, there's like 28 muscle or 28 bones in your face that are like floating around your nasal passages and whatnot in your skull, and they, those can get compressed from getting punched for 10 years, or you know, you're, you're uh, you know, just from boxing and trauma and whatnot. And the balloon goes in in your nasal cavity. You have six of them, three on each side, and uh, it blows it up with like a little CO2 cartridge or something. And it uh, expands it back out so you can breathe again. You know, like it, it's it, it's really amazing. Like they. I feel like it helped my vision, my sense of smell, like my ears were clicking. I've had it done like probably 12 times or 15 times or so. Wait, you're saying there's, uh, there's three, there's, there's three what? I'm sorry. There's three nasal or there's three balloons? There's three nasal passages on each side. So each nostril, your sinus cavity, there's three on each side. So they can put it in each one of those and clear them. Like, you know, especially if you have any like deviated septums. I had a, like a terrible deviated septum where I couldn't even breathe. I was like a mouth breather. And now my nose like works great with no surgery or, I mean, it can do what surgery can't because if you have like a blockage, they have to cut you open, uh, break the bones with like a hammer and chisel. You can watch this stuff on YouTube or, or do whatever, uh, clear out the passage, but this actually just expands it back out. So there's no surgery. And it, it is, I mean, it's a 10 minute procedure. How long, does, oh, how long does it last for? Forever. Wait, I thought you said you've had it done it, a bunch of times, right? Yeah, but it, it gets better each time. Like, So they put a balloon up there. This guy's like, I'm like, let's go, let's do this. He's like, oh, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. He doubles up the balloon, like puts two balloons on it and blows up my nostril. I'm like, yes. It's hey. like the worst pain, but it, it, it feels so like relieving afterwards. It's pretty wild stuff. I'd be worried about like choking to death. I mean, didn't, <laughs> didn't, uh, 
didn't uh, Cody have like he like pulled it out of his mouth like an hour later? Like, oh, that's not supposed to be there. <laughs> right or wrong? Yeah, I there was like a shit. piece, a piece of the balloon. Oh. But actually, Danny Castillo on the show, he's getting it done for like his second time that day. And uh, you're supposed to take a gulp of air and like swallow it right when they inflate the balloon. Yeah. And he opened his mouth, so the balloon inflated and shot out of his mouth. So he wow. was like a. Uh, he was like a fish on a hook, you know, the guy had, or Dr. Patrick had the balloon in his nose and he grabs a toothpick. Like I'm grab, I like Danny's like trying to grab his hand, like a movie. And I grabbed Danny. I'm like, calm down, bro. Calm down. He's like on the table with a balloon coming out of his mouth. And then Dr. Patrick grabs a, uh, a toothpick and tries to pop the balloon. The toothpick breaks. So he grabs another one, pops the balloon, pulls it out. And he was fine, but. <laughs> can, can that happen a lot? Like, I, I want to kind of, I really want to, even though it's painful, I re, my sinuses blow, so I really do want to try this. Is there anybody in New York that does it, or is it only somewhere in Ohio? No, it's, uh, I mean, we, we actually have a guy in Sacramento, and then Dr. Petrus in Las Vegas. It's becoming more and more common, and it's not, I mean, it's like most chiropractors are getting into doing it. Like, the, the guy we have, uh, Dr. Tim in Sacramento, he actually just gives you a facial x-ray, and then uh, uh, we'll just do it right there. And he puts a balloon up each nostril, blows it up. Yeah. And how much does it hurt? I, I, I like, and it, 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 it's not doing anything unhealthy. It's actually just expanding something that should be expanded anyway. And you hear cracks and stuff, or no? Yeah, like I mean, my my skull. I feel like the outside of my skull was like, like metallic clinging. How weird that sounds. It's like really indescribable what it does to you. But you know, one of the doctors was talking to me about. Uh, your pituitary gland, how all your nasal passages lead to your pituitary gland, your pituitary gland in charge of all your hormones, and growth hormone, and it created people. I don't know. There's a lot of crazy stuff about it, but you just got to do your, do your own research and check it out. Uh, you know, but I recommend it completely, especially for anyone who has any, like I'd go to this first because you don't get cut on. You know, it's not a permanent thing. Once you get a facial x-ray, you can make sure it's safe that you don't have bones. Like Darren Elkins, like, he didn't, I, I tried to get him to do it. He was like, I'm not doing it. He's like, I got something in my nose and my eye. Like, I don't want to be messed with that at all, you know? Uh, but I, I, you know, I recommend it to anyone who's taken an impact and, and uh, been, been hit in sparring or anything. Um, um, maybe, uh, okay, so you have to have a facial x-ray first. Yeah. And that lets them know if they can yeah, do it. Yeah, well, the first couple of times, I just, you know, raw dogged it or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and no, I relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. All right, well, you made me want to try it. I, I, is there any, can it do any permanent damage, or, or is it pretty safe? I don't know. We, well, so Cody's uncle, uh, who's, who's, you know, uh, he had a, a professional boxer in boxing his whole life, and his nose was just, was, was just smashed, and, and he could barely breathe out of it. Uh, Dr. Petra was like, well, out of, uh, out of, uh, you know, it feels like water shooting up your nose really fast out of, out of, uh, a scale of one to 10, the pain level gotta be about a four. And, uh, he did it to Stingray and uh, that's Cody's uncle. And he stands up and there's just like red, like vein blood just pouring out of his nose because his nose is so jacked, you know, uh, he stands up and he goes, that's not a, can I cuss on this? Yeah. He says, that's not a fucking four. Like, as soon as he stood up, like, <laughs> Yeah, he says how it is. You're not so convincing me, Justin. The boxer <laughs> who got punched in the face and yeah. it hurt a lot. You're not making me want to do this. Yeah. I'll stick to after. No, you just got to do it. It's only a second, though. It's only a second. You can, yeah. I mean, I'll hold your hand. 
And Jimmy's a bit of a freak. Jimmy, just if you're gonna do it, do it with your nose. Don't put no balloons up your asshole. With it. You don't know. You might. You might not be able to hold the shit in again. No, because I was don't yelling. Do don't deflate it. Fuck. Yeah. 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 No. I. If it's only a second of shooting pain, I could probably take that because I've had sinus surgery once and it's okay. But you know how it is. You take Cialis, it makes you stuffy, and then you got to shoot after it. It's an ugly cycle we get into. So I'm gonna try this. Yeah. I don't want to be a prick, but uh, you gotta anyway. try it. Justin, you know who's got to try it? Send some uh, of these fucking balloons to fucking Amanda Nunes, please. Why? <laughs> oh, the sinuses sinus and yes. shit. I don't know. Might have saved. Where were you guys on Saturday night? You could have saved the fucking fights with some fucking balloons. <laughs> fucking yeah. Asshole. Oh, such an asshole. And, all right. Uh, all right. So you have uh, a Cynthia uh, Calvillo fighting on. Uh, what night is the fight? Is it Friday or Saturday? It's a Sunday at 3 oh, p.m. Oh, sorry. Eastern. Oh, right. Because they're in, uh, they're in Glasgow, yeah. Scotland. And uh, you also, you have another fighter uh, doing something uh, coming up or no? After Cynthia, it's uh, Darren Elkins in New York on the co-main event against Dennis Bermudez. I'm sure Matt Sarah will be there. Oh, I'm going to be there. I'll see you, man. We'll get a slice. I don't know how long Strong you're going to be down. I'll be there the whole week. Strong Island. Can't awesome, wait. man. Definitely, dude. All right. Uh, thank you so Elkins much. Is, oh, let me talk about Elkins real quick. Oh, of he course, is buddy. on fire right now. He's fighting in the co-main event against Dennis Bermudez. A super super tough guy. You know, one of my buddies, Bermudez, actually came out and trained with us yeah. uh, a few years ago. But Darren Elkins, I mean, he's been visualizing a fight with uh, Bermudez for, you know, the last year and a half. And uh, since he's been with Team Alpha Male, man, the guy has just his potential. You know, it's going to be reached. Like, uh, when he first came to Team Alpha Male, no one mentioned Darren Elkins in a title shot. If he stops Dennis Bermudez, you got to say he fights for the belt. Uh-huh. I mean, or he's got to be right up there. A number one contender fight after Bermudez. Sure, but this one is, is that springboard. And if he if he has an impressive performance, like say he knocks out Bermudez, like he knocks out Darren Darren Elkins knocks out Bermudez or stops Bermudez, he's right there. He's he's one fight away from the title, and uh, you know that's that's where that's where, we're, where our goal is, and that's where we're headed. So um, we're looking for a great performance, and and he's ready to rock. Well, let's say he does beat Bermudez because I mean he's eleven and and Bermudez is nine as of right now. Uh, you're saying a fight. Uh, with with number one, are you, are you saying a fight with Jose or Frankie or or maybe someone like a Yaya Rodriguez? That, that's perfect. All of those guys, I think all those guys, Darren Elkins. Like the thing is, Darren Elkins match in my eyes matches up great with just about anybody because he never gets tired, he never quits, and he'll do whatever it takes to win. So when you fight a guy like that, there's not really a bad matchup for him. Did he work with uh, Dennis when he was visiting, or he wasn't with you yet? No, he wasn't with us yet. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, hey man. Ago. Dennis Bermudez is definitely, he has some losses, but he was in those fights. No, and he had moments where he could have won those fights. So very dangerous dude. Very. So this, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That That's a tough yeah, fight. What a, what a co-main event. Yeah. Tough fight for both what guys. What a co-main event. And do you think when uh, uh, the, the Yair against Edgar, the way Frankie took him down and just pounded on him, do you think that, that really uh, kind of puts Yair in a bad spot and everybody knows exactly what they have to do to, to completely dominate him? Yeah. Big time. I feel like, uh, you know, that was, Everyone knew Frankie was coming with those takedowns, and he just went out, went out there and would not be denied it. And Yair could do nothing about it, you know, nothing. I thought he was going to be creative on the feet with some footwork or something, but he, and I'm sure he planned on it, but he just couldn't get anything going. And Frankie was just all over him, you know. And uh, yeah, I, I do think that that is a big, big time loss, uh, or not a big time loss, but it's going to definitely, it's not going to favor Yair to, for all his opponents to know that they could try to copy that Frankie Edgar game plan. I mean, there's only one Frankie Edgar, but. You know, the, the plan is there to take you out. All right, Justin, man. Listen, be careful driving over there. All right? You're scaring <laughs> me with that shit. 
I always <laughs> thought of that. I mean, ever since I saw, uh, what is that, that, the second vacation movie in Europe? Yeah, European vacation. <laughs> right? yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm, you know, I, I don't think I'm driving in fucking Europe. All right. All I'm thinking about is my, a fucking balloon in my nose now. You're really yeah. making me want, I got to do it. Your nose. But, I, but I, I never got punched in the face. I got hit with a baseball uh, oh. in the face, so maybe that pushed that's things. same thing. Yeah, mm. maybe that's caused me some problems. Mm. Yeah, Matt yeah, wants to make probably worse getting hit with the baseball. Yeah. Well, it depends on who you get hit by. Yeah, now as my friend, I was underhand pitching. He drilled one right into my dumb face. But maybe I'm, I'm going to try this now. I have to. And if it, if it hurts, well, too bad. I'll just fucking. There you go. Be yeah, a man. I'm tough. I'm sorry. Grr. All right. Justin, thanks so much, man. Good luck, Justin, to Cynthia. For sure. Great talking to you guys. All right. All right. You too, buddy. Take, take care. care, homie. Those procedures. Right, take care. Those procedures always sound so great because you're just thinking of the after. When sure. You just breathe into yeah, your nose. Yeah, but it, it like, looks pretty cool, man. But it, it looks. Does. It's, they, but if I goes, was fighting, I would definitely do that shit. But the fact that those fighters yeah. are taking it and it goes like ah, if, if they're having an issue with it, I know I will. But again, it's so fast. Ten man. minutes and then you're breathing great. What? A, but I, I'm really interesting guy mm. and. Uh, I want now. I want to try this. It's made me want to yeah. try it. Yeah, that's. Do you the, breathe okay? No, I've, you don't. Uh, yeah. So the whole time he was talking about it, I was like, I'd probably do that just to breathe. My cousin, when we were kids, had sinus surgery, and they put like cotton all the way up his sinuses or whatever. After and I was, the surgery, yes. After the surgery, to leave it in there, and I was spending the weekend at his house when he took it out, when the doctors took it out, and I was there when they like pulled it oh, all sure. the way out, and he went. And he's like, that's the greatest I've ever... We were only like 11. He's like, that's the greatest I've ever breathed. And it, just doing that, I was like, I want that surgery now. Right? But I had it, but they didn't put this, this stuff in my nose. My doctor, because I'm claustrophobic. So for me, yeah. the idea of being totally blocked with these like tampon things. Yeah, well, he had to hold yeah. it for like a week in there. And you can't breathe at all. Just through your mouth. So that freaks me out. But like, when they uh, pulled it out, he was like, and also when they pulled it out, just all the shit that was on it, you're like, oh. Yeah, but I may he, have to do it again, but I'm going to try the balloons first. Yeah. Yeah, I like balloons. Uh, you, you, fighters do, would do anything to get that edge with stuff like that. I told you, man, when I was trying to make 155 and they said, they, I said it in here before, but they, they said that, hey, man, you get those enemas, enemas? Yeah. Yeah, they say, you get yeah. that animal, there's how many pounds of meat that's just staying in there all your life? Not much. That's fucking Not just, no. Was all it? I know is, well- all I know is I went in there and I had this, they, the guy, I had to stick the tube in my own ass because they oh, don't no. do it. And, and, so, and all this white so liquid then, came then out. Guys, well, then the guy's like, uh, he's putting some water in there. And then, okay, you're sick. So then, and then he's telling me like, all right, and then, you know, uh, it's gonna you're gonna feel some pressure, and then if you have to feel like you have to use the, like, have to release, like sure. the bathroom, you just do it. Let and, it go. It's okay. Yeah, you let it yeah. go. Fuck, maybe, dude, I don't think they're used to this ass because I gave a little and you see little particles come through. It's like the machine. Yeah. Machine. yeah. And then it was something out of like a nuclear plant with a fucking, I was, it's like, it's Superman when the fucking dam broke in the fucking, yeah. it's, I'm going, I feel like I, 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 he's like, no, no, go ahead. That is the tour. That is the bathroom. That's a, and this guy was like a weird, like weird scientist. Sure. Guy. So fucking, a- then it just started it was going gushing. all over the place. Gushing is the really? word. Yeah. Oh, I, I were you I standing up? Uh, no, I was laying down with a fucking oh, tube in my ass, and fucking. <laughs> and then he shut it down. They fucking got the curtains, and they had to give a thing for me to go with a towel to the bathroom. That's so and I, I, I <laughs> they didn't know who they were dealing. There's with. There's a siren going. I, They're like, he's releasing. And then they charged me like whatever it was, like seventy five bucks a fucking to take a shit on this guy's fucking. That's so funny because they got to pay for a new tarp on the floor. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. 
how, I was, I'm like, really? You're, I'm like, I felt like like you're charging me, but I was just so embarrassed. <laughs> but I know a doctor, uh, Doctor Steve, and, and he yeah. said that like a lot of times you do those tests where they like you do these cleanses. He goes, I've been doing colonoscopies for years. They clean you out. He goes, but I've never seen stuff in that that lasted. He goes, most colons are pretty pink and clean. Your chewing gum doesn't stay in there. Yeah. You don't have meat from 1978 stuck Man. in there. Yeah. You know, you clean it out. Your body takes care of most of that. It helps I'm, once in a while. I wish I heard. I wish I got that memo before. <laughs> yeah. That tube up my ass. <laughs> Before you had an in- yeah, before it was a fucking oh, class man. four incident at the hospital. <laughs> well, I have a water thing in my toilet where it shoots up. Bobby Kelly taught me yeah, that. Yeah, I wish I had that. And uh, yeah, I tell you, it helps. Once in a while, you know, it, it takes you a couple of minutes, and boy, you turn that thing on, it just gets everything going. I am. I, we we always we talk often about how clean I am. Yes, we I do. take a lot of showers. Yes, and I take a lot of shits. Yes. So and I usually in that have order. Shit. He always showers <laughs> yeah. first. No, I well, so sometimes lately, last couple of nights, I've been having a little tummy ache, and and fucking, you know. I have to shit like maybe four in the morning and then I got to get up at whatever, like, like, like six 45 or seven, whatever. So it sucks, man. Cause sometimes I'm sitting there a while. Then I'm like, no, I just, no, you do the one or two wipe tests where I'm like, all right, no, no good. No good. So I jump in the shower and then sometimes I'm like, all right, it's already, so I'll just buzz my head now. That way it'll save time when I have to get sure. up. But it's the fucking middle of the night. Yeah, there's nothing worse than being woken up with a shit. No. Having to take a shit. What about uh, two shits? That's even uh, worse. That's yeah. Twice you know, bad. it's bad. Do you use man. the squatty potty? I have to get Come one. again? Dude. What the fuck is that? It changes the shit game. What is that? You put it around your toilet and it like you you put your feet up on prop it. Prop your legs up. You prop it. Dude, it's I'm good. telling you. Like I just got to travel one for the road. Yeah. That's creepy. I know. Going yeah. to an airport with oh, something TSA, you put your I'm feet like, on? They go, what is that? I go, it's for my little poops. How big is the <laughs> Just It's like a flat board and it just pops up. Yeah. No, I I would rather just just. Uh, well, I'm not gonna take the hotel trash cans like I have been. If a maid walked in and saw what it looked like, <laughs> squatty potty. Yo, dude, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. <laughs> I wonder who does. It's probably healthy for you because they say it what is. it does. It just it uh, basically lines up your colon so that you can just shit, and there's That's not a lot of like pushing or anything. You just sit there and it drops out. I Imagine forgot you're the first fighter to. Uh, endorse that ah that's the way to go <laughs> what is the squatty potty yeah, yeah. get on the Hi, squatty potty I'm the karate hottie I use the squatty potty uh, <laughs> and, and let me tell you it has my flexibility to uh, this, this squatty funny. potty dude she has that's to the, now, uh, that, she, now that's a perfect pitch Justine Kitch Justine Kitch needs Just- it <laughs> 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 That was so disgusting. Oh, I'm lightheaded, Jimmy. By the way, Matt. Oh, look how I start sweating. This is Dan Soda. This ain't normal. Hello. I'm going to fuck it. This might be the day I drop. Can I have some towels? Yeah. Matt, uh, <laughs> Matt, had, Matt had every guy's nightmare, too. Because Matt likes to use the restroom before we broadcast yeah. and uh, empty out and get ready to go. And he came out. What's worse than coming out of the bathroom? Oh, and there's a hot girl. chick waiting yeah, to use the bathroom. Pacing, just too. Destroyed it. Oh. And while I was in there a little bit, and then I. And then. And then I feel like I have to I have to pee again because I push so much. So then I do that, and I got the water running the whole time, so I don't get pee a push eye. Sure. So then I clean up really good because I I'm, I'm very I'm a, I wish they had a bidet here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bidet is great. And that yeah. sink's not going to hold me. No. <laughs> I wouldn't fucking do that. So uh, so then you know then I then I then I cool off. I put the cold water on my. I have no hair. I could throw my head under there. So I take my time because we have to be here for an hour an hour and a half or so. Yeah. So then when I come out, there's this. This this um attractive looking Indian chicks is sitting there like like I see her on her face like she's been there a while. I'm like, oh I'm sorry, I'm taking my time in there. I 
and I ran for this door oh. and I shut the door. <laughs> and I just shut it. it and hopefully she didn't get a good look at me. The seat is still warm. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the window is shut. It's, uh, oh, there's oh, extra sorry. humidity in there. <laughs> just from that. Oh, that's seriously. The worst. I shit roses. You'd be surprised. I have that on airplanes. I've had that happen on an airplane. Oh no. Where I've really had to shit and then taking a shit on like a cross country flight and came out and a woman's just waiting and you're like, ah, God, great. You should probably take a lap around the plane and come yeah. back. Let yeah. that thing clear out. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sira. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. Obviously, that's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's such an intimidating process for all of us. Look, this is really simple. Allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. You, uh, I also want to talk to you. Alistair Overeem, uh, uh, victory over Fabrizio Verdum. Uh, now, I thought uh, some people didn't have a problem with it. I thought that... Uh, Verdum won the fight, Let's, and Verdum is appealing well, his. Uh, did, did you well, see the it, fight? Did you yeah, see it was a unanimous decision uh, to Alistair, right? Uh, was it unanimous or split? I don't remember. I watched the. No, I watched the highlights. Unanimous. Okay. Did you see the fight itself? I didn't watch the full fight. I okay. watched the highlight package, okay. and it seemed like Verdum was pretty pissed. So I don't know. Oftentimes in the highlight package, they they set it up to make it look like, oh yeah, well of course Alistair yeah. Overeem won that fight, but Verdum was, very, was pissed. It was very close to the first round. Some thought that uh, Overeem had a couple of more significant strikes, and, and maybe that uh, Verdum had a couple. Of more overall strikes. Uh, Overeem definitely won the second fight, and Verdum second round. Uh, I'm sorry, I apologize. Second round, and Verdum uh, definitely uh, won the third round uh, decidedly. So for it to be unanimous was just crazy. It was bizarre, but he's he's appealing what? the decision. I don't know how he's going to appeal that decision. Can you appeal just a ju- three uh, unanimous decision? I guess you can, but. Has it ever been overturned? First of all, I can't imagine it being. I don't overturned. think so. Either. Either. He, he's going to have to get over this because I've seen a lot of decisions that were whoa. They were uh, this one. I told you this. I, I was. I wasn't. I was fine with it. Of course, I'm not for doom. Right. But but you know he had his moment in that second round. The first round was way too close to say. Oh, I won the the fir- the crowd's booing at the end, and I won the first and the first round, and definitely the third round. Maybe it's definitely the third round. You can't say definitely that first round. What are you saying? Right. You were, might have thrown more. Uh, Alistair definitely landed the cleaner shots, the more powerful shots. What are you basing on that? You definitely won that because what? What are you saying? Uh, because the crowd's booing at the end. Yeah, that doesn't mean. Hey, much. man, there's a lot of decisions where you're like, whoa. What? And decision, this is not one of them. What decision? What's the craziest one you've seen where you were like, that was a complete ripoff that you can remember? That like, let me, let me think of one that I didn't get. The I thought personally. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping there was going to be one. I thought Brunson. Be, I love Anderson Silva. I thought he lost that fight in Brooklyn. I thought Derek Brunson. Uh, Brunson sorry, clearly won that fight. Um, There's well, one that I think about all the time. I actually just watched it recently. Good. I thought Hendricks beat GSP uh, for the title. Uh, there's a lot of. Yeah. You have to go to round to round with that. Yeah. Because I want to be the last guy to beat him. No, <laughs> but uh, no, no, you're but, definitely the last guy. Yeah. No, but I think that uh, I again, there's a lot of fights that were that close when you're like whoa i mean which one you could think of that was a bad decision or decision you just like what the fuck 
I'm trying to think now. This, you o- this nice Overeem Verdun, by the way, it was a majority decision. Right, it was majority. No it was 29-28, 29-28, and 28-28. Yeah, right, okay. that close. Yeah. It was uh, that close. Listen, okay. the, I feel that Verdun got him down. I would love to know how much time was left in that round when he got him down, in that third round. Because he got him down, and he did absolutely did nothing, nothing on the to him down yeah. there. He just held him, and I hate that shit. That's some fucking... Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu point fighting bullshit, where it's like, all right, I'm ahead, I'm, 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 I'm on top, I'm winning this round. I'm, I did, no, man, you gotta look to still put this guy away. It's, it's still in question. If I was in his corner, if I was working for a dude's corner, and I'd be like, yo, man, it's going into the third round. After those first two rounds, you have to always go to this. Uh, you don't go to man. Listen, I, I'd give it to you. No, fuck that. It's too close. Yeah, hey, man, you need this third round, and you need it big. He should have you been going for big. submissions, you're saying, as opposed yeah, to... Just- or improve your position. Or work him the fuck over. Yeah. You can't just hold him down. I'm not just saying just go for his submission. Work both. Posture up, strike, work to improve your position. Show that you're going for that fucking kill. Or, or are you just content on holding the guy down? Is that what Roy Nelson did to Derek Lewis? Even though Derek Lewis did... Uh, win that fight. I, I thought that uh, I thought Roy Nelson should have won that fight. I remember thinking yeah. Roy Nelson got a little bit fucked, yeah. but he kind of just kind of held him down the whole time. Yeah, that was big what he explosive did. guy. He's got to you got to be patient. The problem with with on the floor sometimes when you got an explosive guy is that you sometimes you just fight in the clock. Like you like want to like you know if you have if you're with this guy in the in the in the at the on the mats you're gonna roll with the guy. You could weather him and wear him down a little bit and. You'll tap him out maybe in 15, maybe 20 minutes, whatever it is. You could do five-minute rounds. You finally get the guy down. Now you're on the clock. You got three and a half minutes. And, you know, th- this guy knows he has so much explosion he has to do just to survive that round. You're fighting the clock. So there's a lot of guys that just do go into that control mode. It was exactly I mean? two and a half minutes. I just Thank you so much. Because <laughs> I knew he had to, you had half the round yeah. to make something happen or at least attempt to fucking do. But he, he really didn't. He really didn't at all. And, uh, and I thought, I remember thinking... All right, he's down two rounds. I remember thinking it, watching it, and I only watched it once. But, uh, you know, so to complain about, to not try to finish the fight in the third because you're thinking you're ahead and now you want to appeal it. Yeah. Right. Know what I think of that? I'll tell you what I think. Go ahead. What do you think? I, what, what? Yeah. What do you think? What? Holy fuck! <laughs> Wait. Can I tell you why I hit it right, but I muted it because I was watching the fight. So I do you know really want to know what I thought about yeah, it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Right. I think you should boo the boo. Yeah. Getting exactly. booed on time. Thank right. you. Boo wow. the boos. Wow. Great. Great fucking timing. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> I so want to get control of that Dan Soda. I want to get control yeah, of that fucking that. thing. We're yeah, you got to get him. A, yeah, you got to get it him. It defeats fucking... its own purpose. Yeah, <laughs> it defeats like, its, its own like purpose. Eating, it's like cooking the steak. Yeah. The, it's defeating its own purpose. Flip Can you table. beat it off here, yeah. <laughs> Chris the producer? My favorite oh. thing is when he goes, "You called those carrots." Yeah, he's <laughs> in her face like he can't believe the way she cooked the carrots. And flipping that card table. That she I was cute that. though. Oh, the, first, yeah. the first wife. Yeah, first wife. Suck them, baby. She's telling the Suck them, baby. Suck them. I'm going out. Go ahead. Go out. <laughs> I love it. I uh, love that fucking movie. I they did a new movie. movie about him. Jake Lamont. I will not watch that fucking thing. Well, Lamotta was involved. How in are you gonna? Movie. Oh, really? He's yeah. fucking ancient and I fucking know. senile. By involved, he was you mean crazy he, back then. Yeah, you mean he sat on set and they yeah. told him what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> they go, Jake, do you want to see your childhood? And he's like, Is this my life? <laughs> Is this? Did you me? see it? Did you see? I it? won't no. watch the new one because <laughs> Raging Bulls. I the put, best. I put it on. I didn't. I, don't, I can't even tell you what happened. I, I shut it right off. I knew from the. I'm like, get this, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. You know I, I don't I mean? know. How, I I may see it. I forgot about it. To be it's honest, it's not going to be as politically incorrect and beautiful. I have as a that great raging bull poster, one. an original poster signed by Lamada. 
Uh, oh, yeah? My friend got Jake to sign it, yeah. So I may, I may display that in my living room. What a, what a fucking movie, man. It's a great film. Look at these hands, great. huh? These aren't big enough for yeah, heavyweight. So yeah, so what? He's a heavyweight, you're a middleweight. It's not yeah. going to happen. It's not normal. Yeah, that's... Stop thinking about it. I mean, Pesci, <laughs> De Niro, the whole fucking movie. To De Niro try didn't want to do that. They, I mean, Pesci didn't want to do that. De Niro had to talk him into doing that role. I mean, that was unbelievable. Who did? What? Uh, De Niro had to talk Pesci into doing that role. Is that really? Yeah. And uh, and Frank Vincent and Pesci knew each other. I think they were like in a band together years or something. Yeah, they both played yeah. music. Because he did the journey. Yeah, the Jersey Boys thing. Like Pesci was involved. I heard with about them. that. Ray Longo's big on that. Like he movie. bought me tickets for that. I never seen it. Oh, Merry Christmas, the Jersey Boys. Why'd you go? I don't fuck. I would have went. I don't know. I think he did it through online something. It's. It's. I don't know if that shit. Is that they still play? Is it still playing? I don't know. I, that that ship has sailed. What do you think of uh, uh, now, now Kevin Lee, who really, really had a very, very like uh, fast victory over uh, Michael Chiesa? Yes. Uh, come out and he said. Uh, come out and he said. On Tuesday, he tweeted that he's been asked to do the Ultimate Fighter. He did accept, and he's saying that Eddie Alvarez was also offered and turned it down. Um, now he's now he said possibly uh, Justin wait, Gaethje. I'm confused. Wait, wait, to, to coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin this, Lee's to coach? Yeah, but this is uh, completely unofficial. It, it completely this is Kevin Lee said this. So we're it. just saying it. Yeah, because Kevin Lee tweeted it, and now he's saying Eddie Alvarez turned it down. I mean, I'm, it, I'm, it sounds realistic. And then Justin Gaethje, look. I know he's 18 and 0, but he's won one fight in the UFC. I, I love this guy. We talked to him. He's, he's, but you know, there's other guys too. I, you know, I, I don't give him the uh, number five. I think is a bit high in the rankings. Is that what he's ranked now? Number five. He's six now. Yeah. Six. You know, come oh, on, you won one fight. What are we even talking about? And, and I'm not taking you away we, from that. I'm just talking? saying, you gotta win a couple of fights but before it, we talk about you like you're the next champion. Because even he said he's gonna get knocked out eventually. Well, I mean, you know, he fights like that. It's, it's, that it's, cover it's, up stuff. Well, yeah. It's gonna be a problem on on a lot of different fronts, man. Not only just getting taken shots, but even getting taken down. and That may be a very good style for I Eddie Alvarez to I mean, fight. Listen, it, it'll be fun enjoying him while he's, while he's, you know, still got his Well, maybe he'll rings. adjust. Hey, man, he's going to have to. He's a tough guy, very but tough. Uh, you don't, you, that, that style, you're not going to be able to keep that up for a while. I mean, look, he, not only that, he was, all, he was all over the fucking cage. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not seeing it because I respect the kid. I mean, he's a tough kid. Michael Johnson's a tough guy. Yeah. guy. Uh, who seems to kind of break somewhere on these big fights. Oh, he's fighting tough dudes. But, you know, he had him fucking ice skating in there, man. More than once. That guy was doing the funky chicken all over the place. Yeah, he, he he's got a, a good chin. He's coming back. Yeah. But the fuck? What the... What, what, I mean, more than once. So you you do that in every fight? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It'll be fun while it lasts is what I'm saying. <laughs> he's going to have to... Improve that shit because that chin's not going to hold up. It can't. Yeah, his killers in that fucking in that in that uh, weight division. And, and this is just a different level of, of. And again, we're not taking anything away from Justin Gaethje, who was great. He was amazing in his debut. You see his first fight in the UFC he was seventeen and zero coming in. Uh, he'd been a champion in other uh, in other organizations, and he comes in and he fights Michael Johnson, who's very tough. And uh, Johnson loses, but he did stun him a couple of times. And he, uh, did he knock him down? I think he knocked yeah, him I think down he once. caught him tw- at least twice. A couple times I mean, in one it, round, yeah. It was a fight of the year. That was so, so far. Rogan said it might be the, one of the best fights he's ever seen. Very entertaining. And by the way, just not to get off this really quick, but this, on, yeah. it really makes no sense to have these guys as coaches in the fight. I don't even know what the hell you're talking I know Kevin Lee's probably just, you know, being outrageous, but... Number seven, number six. Do you think it's one of those things where he's putting it out there yeah, hoping... No, but, but why that, would they be coaches? They're still yeah. like they're still like young fighters. It's not like they, why would why would they be coaches? Maybe they just maybe the UFC is thinking that these will be exciting guys. Because don't forget, they want to get guys to watch that. They want to get guys to watch the Ultimate Fighter. It's still it's still part of the business, and maybe it also oh, raises I, their visibility. Listen, hey, yeah. Justin, here's a chance for everyone to get to know you, Kevin. People know you, but here's a chance for constant TV. Yeah. Why wouldn't they do it? 
I'm just thinking of the, the choices of these yeah. guys. Uh-huh. I like. Are these you guys. saying it should be more notoriable? Well, I mean, it's like usually I mean, the coaches well, are just, big deals. It just, it just was with the two. Um, uh, you know, with uh, the one just passed Cody versus uh, TJ. Yeah, I mean, you had the history, and you, and you had the title uh, fight. You know, then you know, what I mean, uh, on the line when the, at the end of this they were going to fight, and then it happened with sure. uh, with uh, Cody's back. This is just like picking a couple guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, good tough guys. I but why? It's just like uh, my point is. I'll look on that list and go, all right, why not fucking number this one and that one? And I don't know. what the, sure. I, don't, I just don't understand that. Again, this is coming from Kevin Lee. So I don't know. I mean, if it's a, I mean, I don't know. I'd like to understand why they pick these guys. But that's yeah. crazy. That's where, we're, that's where we're at right now with like social media. You can just tweet out like, I'm yeah. going to be a new coach. And people are like, are you? Really? Well, like, that's I don't right. know. Now it's the conversation. Well, not for nothing. <laughs> I think mission accomplished because we're fucking talking about yeah. it. You know? But, but you know what we didn't really talk about? We touched base on. Was that press conference? What? What? Uh, what would uh, you think of that? Money Mayweather, yes, and Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah. I personally, I did not love it, but here's why: I don't believe these guys dislike each other. I think that there's no, they have no history. Yeah. Like you know, Conor, uh, when he when he, when he was talking shit to uh, you know whether it was Jose Aldo or, or Diaz, I felt that that was a genuine thing. But they're both. This is such a fish out of water thing for him. Mm-hmm. He seems slightly nervous talking. And um, I don't need that to be interested in the fight. Like I'm really interested in this. Um, I don't need them to dislike each other. So I was fine with it, but it didn't. It didn't motivate me to watch the fight because I want to see it anyway. Yeah, I don't I enjoyed, care. It. I, I don't enjoyed care. it. I yeah, enjoyed it. Fine. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, who do you think came across better? Hard work. Yeah, that stuff does nothing for me. That whole chanting thing, but that's Mexican. hard work. That's all I heard. Uh, uh, then I hear them saying something back. Yeah, I still got it. He gets up. Takes a fucking walk around the room. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's done. Oh, no, he's, it's like the end of the Lord of the Ring movies. Oh, it's not, oh, no, it's not done. Oh, they're on an eagle. Oh, no, no, they're fucking, they're dying. Oh, I just talked to one of those guys. Fucking hell, Frodo's going to go die. Uh, it's like the, the end of the, of the fucking movie. Yeah. You kept thinking that this shit's going to end. I didn't. No? No, both of them had moments where you could tell that they wanted the crowd to go crazy. No, and the but, crowd he, didn't. But, but, but Mayweather would stop talking after yeah. some of this hard work bullshit. Walk around, and I'm like, oh. Wait, he's make he's more. nobody's he's coming back to the and then he gets back to the fucking podium. Yeah, another hard work, another this and that. I will. I, I uh, thought Connor was a lot better. Yeah, I thought Connor's shit talking was a lot more creative when he yeah. kept like just talking about how small Mayweather was and the suit was great. It said "fuck hey, you" on you it, good, <laughs> just in tiny letters. I also liked how he was pointing out that we're fight, we're fighting, yeah, we're yeah. fighting with limited rules. We're limited two. We're fighting a. a this is like a fraction of the fight game. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? This is not even like a quarter of it. You know, like, and he said that if this was a, you know, you do care if it's not in the octagon. They, they, yeah, he wasn't he on the mic for that. that. It's crazy but, that they turned his mic off for that yeah, part. That would have been so much more entertaining. Wait, wasn't his mic on for that? For a minute. And then he, Connor kept like responding back. And so they turned his mic off. And Dana even gave Connor the mic. And that one was off. They just turned all those mics yeah. off. Oh, because they wanted Floyd. I, yeah. guess. I guess Floyd didn't interrupt him. Yeah, but that's the whole fun of Listen, Connor. It's, it's, it is a fun spectacle. Yeah. It's a fucking spectacle, but we're watching, we're enjoying it. And Connor's How were the speeches before? How were the speeches before? Were they exciting? With oh, the, before the fighters came the, out? The uh, the head of Showtime, and then I guess oh. the guy that runs MGM. We don't need to hear from them. Oh, I didn't hear that. Fucking part. boxing, I thought, stop I, I must have got right past that. Yeah, that's, was, but that's the major problem with boxing, is they think you want to hear from guys that are commissioners. We don't I need can, to hear from you guys. We don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm Mark. I work on the commissioners of the Good. Nevada State Board exactly. of Athletic Commission. Go commission. I, yes. must, uh, I must have tuned in. I, I saw when Dana announced Connor, and then I saw when uh, the other guy announced uh, Mayweather. Yeah, well, Dana came on after those two guys 
guys. And okay. they, they gave these kind of like very calm. Yeah, so I, and Dana's like, what's up, LA? And like got the whole place. Yeah. Yeah. Dana's a fucking yeah, showman. He understands how to wake people up. And they know how to promote fight. I mean, there hasn't been a, a boxing press conference nearly as exciting as a UFC press conference. Yeah. I don't think since Well, this UFC. was the most fun because, yeah. because of the element with uh, economics. He does make shit fun. He, he does. absolutely does. Here's the best part of the whole thing. Was, like when they were standing there drawing at each other, it didn't like again. The, when I see the fighters ready to go at it, sometimes the press conference, like I they want a hug, man. They're making fucking money. They're probably like, <laughs> hundred million and fifty million. million. The they guy, don't want each other to get hurt. Floyd, can I get you something? <laughs> no, you hungry, Connor? You're right, your hands sore. <laughs> they want to get the money. Yeah. Like how about this? When Cody Garvin's going, I'll go find you right now in the next room. Yeah, I think he's going to look for somebody, dude. I'll and when he's going, when 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 uh, Mayweather's going, you want it right now. You want these right? It's like, dude, you know you're not. You don't mean that. <laughs> you don't mean that. This is funny. This is cute. You know, it's not like another guy that's going to really fucking smack somebody. You know who means it? When Cormier says, I'll spit on you and John Jones, don't you understand I would kill you for that? <laughs> Those are guys that mean it. Oh, I yeah. love that. That that's, fucking, they meant that shit. Like, man, you think I, I, yeah. I like to do fucking bad impersonations. Yeah, I do. You think I'm just, just going to, you're going to, I'm going to sit there and let you kill me, John? Yeah. You think I'm going to sit there and let you kill me, John? How did you find Is he really back? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Wait, that was I thought Chris played like the actual audio. That was very good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. He he, he likes to encourage me <laughs> yeah. with my bad. And not only that, all my impersonations are the same guy. Oh, <laughs> it's the same guy. I, it's That's like, like he's running out of It's too. like when your aunt's at a family gathering with your cousin, she's like, She can sing like Whitney Houston. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, Jimmy oh, encourages you realize the only thing she can do like Whitney Houston is take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy encourages <laughs> <laughs> go to hell. Jimmy encourages me yeah. when, I, when I he knows I'm not doing too good with something and he wants me to keep going. Like when I can't pronounce something, he goes, no, no, go ahead. That's the way you say it. <laughs> but you you mentioned before, before right before Matt and I chatted a bit before we got here about uh, Floyd's bodyguard was massive. And uh, but now you wouldn't be ner nervous. About that would guy would Come frighten on. me. No, stop, Jimmy. You stop. <laughs> You're making me want to be a shit talker. No, I'm asking you, like, because his arms are very strong. He's a tall guy. Yeah. What do you do against a tall guy like that? <laughs> so what are you trying to say, Jimmy? You know, you know, he you likes know. to. Nobody likes to do Danny. He goes, oh, what? He goes, that guy's tough. I wouldn't want to mess with that guy. What about you? <laughs> would you? Would you? And he looks at me to be like, and when I tell him that, Jimmy, come on, Jimmy. Yeah. Like the the big meathead, and I go, I go, listen, I'm not a betting man. But I put money on myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something tells me, like, I know the guy can bench press a lot. Sure. But if you lock me and him in this in this little studio, I guarantee I'll be the guy walking out. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not bragging. Would you injure his arm? I'm not bragging. I'd do the arm. I could take his back. I could strangle him. I could fucking break his shoulder. <laughs> that's, to me, that's the I coolest feel I shit do in the that. world. You know what I did this, this morning? A fun life. I had yeah. Pete Drago sell. And, and, I'll and, and, and let me give a little... Little props to one of my fighters. He was just on uh, the Tough Redemption as Eddie Truck Gordon. I trained yes. him. And it was me, Drago, and Eddie Gordon because Eddie Gordon's got a, uh, a grappling match coming up. Now, from the show, he just got choked by that guy, Tom, uh, who was in the finals. Yeah, Galicchio. You would never, I, let me tell you, I, I wanted to kill him today because I'm like, oh, Truck, look how fucking, because we had some battles this morning. Truck's strong. He's a strong yeah. dude. And uh, we had some fun rolls this morning. I go, dude, let me tell you something. How are you, how did that guy fucking strangle you? You're not making this shit easy for me. Like, what are you doing? And I go, why? I mean, like, because I think in MMA, guys, like, they don't, they know they shouldn't be down there. So they'll give the backup to try to get away, that type of stuff. And it'll cost you, man. Yeah. Where when I'm on top, I, if you could follow me, like, if I'm passing Trucks Guard, and instead of just trying to get up in a way where he's giving me a gift of getting that back, quite possibly, he's keeping the proper framework. He's doing the proper techniques and waiting for the opportunity to get back to his feet right. or work. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I, he felt great today, truck. So 
don't 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 base his grappling on his last fight. Is what I'm trying to say about Eddie Truck Gordon. But you don't worry about someone a big, just a big muscle guy. Dude, I love it. I like looking at them and going, mm, dude, if this guy, if this guy really just tried to attack me right now, he'd get fucked, Jimmy. <laughs> he'd get fucked by a fucking little, a five foot six little like, chubby kung fu panda. I will fuck panda. him up. Yeah, see, you don't, I, I, I feel, you don't I like, feel you don't like that big. That's why I like Matt. He doesn't like the big bully type, that big. Fuck. Yeah, I, hate, even, I hate bullies, Dan Soto. And I, but I love the fact that you have something against them, where you're like, oh yeah, yeah. try. I used to get fucked with as a kid, yeah. I, seventh grade. Yeah, because I was always a silly guy, and then I kind of developed like in eighth grade. Yeah, that's when I had my hit list, Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> anybody that fucked, I suppose. Like <laughs> I love yeah, this. Like it's like a superhero story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just going back, just going through a fucking list of revenge. Oh yeah, can't make those lists anymore though. Your fucking school, they'll throw you out. Well, you don't do it with a fucking Uzi next to it going, Dad, they're going to die. No, you put your fucking fists on them. Yeah. You know? But even now, get you I didn't have, Yeah, well, they got to fucking lighten up is what they got to do. If my kid ever got sent home because she has, she smacked around somebody that was trying to bully her, sure. I would fucking, I, I'd raise her allowance or some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, she's getting fight bonuses at school. Uh, <laughs> hey, if somebody's she goes, Dad, gonna, do I get a submission bonus? You're not getting punished if somebody's <laughs> messing with you. Yeah. But if I find out my kid's a bully, she's in trouble. trouble. Yeah. Did you fight growing up? up a lot or, or did you have any were you uh, just being funny yeah, I was just being funny yeah I was just being funny my friends in middle school would get into a lot of fights and I got into fights then uh, but by the time high school came it was just it, like in the football locker room if I was funny and no one would really fuck with me when you right they don't want to be embarrassed they don't want you yeah. to fuck with them and make fun of them because that's the thing you can do when you're funny that a guy who can beat the shit out of you, you can't do so even though he can humiliate you publicly you can humiliate him in a, in a different way yeah. so a lot of times they don't bother you if you don't fuck with them it's, it's a rare thing to be powerful and witty yeah, yeah. I mean you, you have that's why when you, I refer to you as the, I, I refer to you as the unique combination that's my nickname for Matt <laughs> the unique combination that's a Jimmy. great nickname Matt the unique combination Sarah <laughs> Did you, <laughs> Dan, did you do stand-up in high school or after no, high school? Uh, college. Yeah? I, yeah, I just didn't. That's when I, I started doing it when I was like 21. I was at the University of Arizona and I did, didn't really- Majoring uh, what? Journalism. Oh, okay. And I didn't, it's a party school, with like, but it's like a lot Journalism. of- Journalism. Who are you, Mickey Spillane? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was just, the, uh, I already knew I wanted to do comedy, but my mom was like, just please go get your degree. Yeah. She was a single mom and she was like, sure. just get your degree. And then I feel like I did- this how right. Proud, how proud is she, dude? She's she's pretty proud. Right? But she's more proud of her dogs, which I find insulting. She loves dogs. Yeah, she just loves her dogs so much that she sometimes calls her dog my name. No. And I'm like, that's just disrespectful. Oh, I hope she doesn't do why she's reaching for peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Too much. <laughs> you, I'm like, you took Mom, why's the uh why's the GIF open? And she goes, Dan and I um, Oreo and I were in the kitchen. And I'm like, oh, no. Oreo? Yeah. What kind of dog is he? It's a Saint Bernard. Oh, big dog. All right. Yeah, oh. it's a massive dog that and it volunteers. Uh, they volunteer at the uh, airport, so like people who are traveling and have like weird shit. She brings the dog so they can pet him and calm oh, down. A pet dog. Oh. Yeah, it's like one of those. She takes to, like this at risk. How much he weigh? He's bit like 115 pounds. Wow. So he's a big dog. But she, they like dressed up for Star Wars Day, and she was telling me the story. And she's like, originally Dan wanted to be Darth Vader. I was like, not what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? I was like, did you just call your dog me? I have opposable thumbs. I bought you a water heater. <laughs> how are you? She misses her boy. That's yeah, how. That's yeah. her way of dealing with the empty nest or whatever. You have siblings? No, no, just me and her. Just you. Yeah. Her and the dogs. It's, now it's just her and the dogs. She so calls him Dan around the house. Do you know your father or no? <laughs> no, he died when I was a kid. Oh, that's depressing. Yeah, he was gone when I was five, and then uh, when I was fourteen, I think he died. What did he die of? I think you've told me cirrhosis. Oh, right. Okay. He's a partier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was oh, hanging shit. with the boys. Hanging with the boys. <laughs> yeah. He hung with the boys until his liver kicked. 
So you're uh, well, you're 115 pounds, so your mom can walk that dog safely anywhere. No one bothers her. Yeah, that dog's a big fucking boy. I yeah, mean, he's the dogs like, are nice, but they look very menacing. Yeah, and he's like, he's kind of, you can just tell being in the house with him, he's a goofball. But then when you see him in public, you're like, I, if, when I first saw him, I was like, yeah. that dog's a little too big. I'm a little, I was nervous around him for like three months. You were? Yeah, every time I'd visit, I'd be like, is he going to fucking bite? Because his head is yeah. giant. And then he's just a really nice dog. He's just a big goofball. But they shed a lot, don't they? Yeah. I would want a big St. Bernard in my fucking house, big dog hair everywhere. Oh, yeah, she has to clean the couch all the time because they'll like jump up on shit. That no, would I drive can, me nuts. I got. I grew up with dogs. You know, always had two dogs and stuff. But my my wife is not an animal person really, and either my kid they get allergic. I don't have that sinus oh, problem. Yeah. You're lucky. So now. you know. Do you um, want a dog? Like, could you have a dog at the gym? Could nah, you have, like, I, I mean, nah. I got somebody's gonna have to take care of it. You know. Yeah. And. Uh, if I got a dog at the house, if I push to get something, then my wife would pretty much have to do that. And I got three kids. So that shit's not going to work. Yeah. Out, you know? What about you? What are you, swinging single? I got a girlfriend. Yeah? How yeah. long? How long, yeah? About eight months. Nine oh, months. All right, all right. How's it going? It's going good. Cut She's from Brooklyn. She's okay. Oh. awesome. Just very level-headed. She used to play tennis. Oh, you want to do that on stage. My girl's from Brooklyn, so I said, what do you want to do? She goes, let's go over there. She yeah, said, that's a good one. Can I use that? With that. Can I use that? Open with it. God, you are a genius. People will go crazy. You, you oh, I know Brooklyn people. <laughs> <laughs> are you living out here now or no? Yeah, I've been, I, I have never lived out west. I've only lived oh, here. Fuck, yeah, I've been in New York the whole time. Um, what does she do? She works in marketing, so she's not in the business at all. How'd you meet her? Uh, Bumble. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. It's Bumble. Yeah. It's, it's a, a web, it's a it's a, a, a one of many app. apps that I strike out on. It's a fuck app. <laughs> yeah. You know I, what? I missed all that shit with the computer. I'm on it and I don't do well. Yeah. Doesn't matter. How is that? Huh. It's too uh it almost feels like sometimes it's exhausting cuz you have to if you match up with someone, then you got to yeah. like put an effort. Sure. Cougar.com? Cougar? Oh, yeah. Any of those? Sure. Those are still around. No. <laughs> so I'm, you went out with the where'd you take her the first time? Uh, to a restaurant in Queens. Oh, he's from yeah. dinner. And then I found out that her dad is childhood friends with Colin Quinn. Oh, wow. Okay, so you, you automatically, like, your first date went really well, and you're like, oh, yeah. I like her a lot. Then I filmed Colin's pilot the next day, oh. and I show up on set, and I'm like, hey, do you know so-and-so? And he goes, yeah, how do you? He was just immediately annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, how do you know that name? I go, I'm dating his daughter. And he's like, you son of a bitch. He's immediately, like, making me feel old as shit. What was the pilot for cop show? Uh, uh, no. The uh, diner, luncheon. Luncheonette. It was like this thing that he filmed. It was hilarious. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. Yeah. It's like he ran a diner in Queens. Oh, okay. Super funny. But yeah, it was uh Is it gonna get picked up? I don't know. We we filmed it back in December, but it was um it was it was one of those random things where she's like, Yeah, I grew up in Brooklyn and in this neighborhood and I was like I just randomly was like, Oh, that's where Colin Quinn's from. She's like, Yeah, yeah, it's my dad's childhood friend and I was like, What the fuck? Who'd you play? Uh I just played an asshole. Oh, okay. That he yelled at in the diner. So it was fun. It was fun watching Colin just tee off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think now, that's why they put me. Let in me it. ask you guys, as as single guys, sure. or you know, kind of single, yeah. yeah, men about town. Now, yeah. I never had that ability where it's not, not not like you want to meet a girl and be like, you know, you can throw my name in Google or YouTube me. Like you, when you got those first dates, when they just base it on seeing you or Bumble or whatever the fuck these sure. are, you're still trying to not get the upper hand, but kind of let them know what you're about. But it's kind of hard to do that. But you skip all that shit when you're not. When you're either a public figure or a somewhat public figure, sure. or, you know, you throw your name in Google, you throw your name in YouTube, shit's popping up. Google is not my friend, a- Matt. <laughs> oh, I bet. Friend. I don't know what's going to come up oh. with you. But I'm. it's it's bound for them to be like, yo, because, you know, they get excited. They see you on there, see you on any kind of stage sure. or whatever. So do you feel like you automatically when you have these days, do you have that upper hand? You have a leg up that from the average guy only because- You have to. That your job is typically a little more. It's it, they don't have as much experience talking to a comedian or actor, so yeah. for them it's a little bit more interesting just yeah. because they haven't heard 
they don't know how a lot of that works, so they want to know, and you just have a job that they haven't probably talked to a lot of people that have. That's the only way. Uh. But you can sit down with a cop or an astronaut or a fucking, anyone else has a, a kind of a more unique job. I mean, I'd rather talk to a cop than a comedian. That yeah. fucking stores are much Because a comedian, better. you're like, I got a lot of sky miles. Yeah, but you're not, uh, I know yeah. which hotels are decent in yeah, Tampa exactly. and Minneapolis. Oh, the crowd was chatty. Go yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> talk about, but, I'm going to talk to a cop any day. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not trying to fuck the, the cop. Depends on who she is. Why wouldn't I? Oh, chick. Yeah. I know what you're saying. But, but it, is, it is one of those but, things where it can actually be detrimental. Uh, there was a girl that I met that we started texting and she Googled me and then just went and basically listened to every podcast I'd ever been on. Oh, and then when our, then our text, much? yeah, then our texting became so one-sided because she felt like she knew everything about me. So I'd ask her questions and yeah. then she'd just answer questions about herself. And I was like, this bitch is selfish. I don't want anything to do with this. You got to get right to the good questions. Like show your tits. Can yeah. you show me your tits? Send me a naked photo. Send me some naked stuff. You know a lot about me. Yeah. yeah. But Google does kind of mess you up a little bit Why? and it can help you. Both. I mean, it really yeah. does. It, it, it can make them want to talk to you a little bit, but it can also, if they read things they don't like, uh, they can go, like, hey, man, I, I didn't know that about you. Like, But I kind of, I like that it exists so I don't have to explain stuff. I really do. You I have like, a lot to explain. I do, yeah. but I'm, I, I... Your Google rap sheet is long. Buddy. Believe me, yeah. I, I, really? I, I have a, you have a book they can read I'm, and be I'm, like, oh, yeah. oh, multiple books and be like, oh, I've studied you. I like that it's out there, though, because this way, you know, what did, you, what's, what did Gunnery Sergeant Hartman say? It weeds out all non-hackers that do not pack the gear to serve in my beloved core. <laughs> That's what this does. It weeds them all out. Go huh. away. So you know, you know if someone's Googled you, they're in it. And if they, they know Googled me and they still return my text, that's good news. Yeah. I think it'd be way interesting, like, if you were a girl and you went on a date with a fighter. Oh, then you God, have, of course. Yeah, I'm you have a married man. Liddell told me that years ago. He's like, they fucking love the fighter. Of course they love yeah. the fighter. Yeah. They're interesting. They have a they fun job. They feel protected. Of course. For us, they're like, I don't know, you might make me laugh. Yeah. But what if you bomb in front of me? And exactly. Like, oh. That's great. At two o'clock in the morning in fucking Jamaica, Queens, you're funny. Good luck <laughs> helping me with that. Yeah. You know, Watch me charm these criminals. Yeah. yeah. Where's Is Chuck? That- him and Dana came to see me at the improv years ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the LA improv, we're outside, and Chuck is just talking. About we're, we're having a conversation about something after and he tipped a few back, and uh, he he's, he's menacing even in his friendly like he just leans in with his big fucking arms out, but he's not trying to be yeah. But he it looks like he's absolutely <laughs> a big humili- ogre, dude. Yeah, but it looks if you, if you were on the outside and you saw that you'd be like Chuck is ready to fucking knock this guy's teeth out. Yeah. He just has that you know that's he's a nice guy, Chuck. Great guy. Yeah, I like him a lot. He might be the first fighter I ever interviewed. Yeah, might it was either him or BJ. I, th- I think it was Chuck years ago. Yeah. BJ, any news on BJ? Any news on Matt Hughes? Yeah. Oh my God, no! I, but his family is—I'm guessing that he's still fucked up because the family is releasing information slowly. That's a good question. I, I don't know. I could take a look quick. I mean, the last I saw was that he's showing very small signs of improvement, but it's not like anything. Dramatic. But it doesn't mean you can't get better. Like you know, brain injuries are so fucked up. And after six months, they say you pretty much know this is where you're going to be. But there's guys that have had stuff happen to them for a month, two months, and then they kind of come out of comas and the brain swelling goes down or whatever, and you can survive that yeah. and be okay. Some short-term memory loss, some problems, but he might be able to survive and be totally, or, or as close to okay as you can be. Yeah. I don't know. That's a yeah. good question. I'm not trying to bring everybody down. No, hey, look, it's a big it's No, a big that story. is, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big injury. Yeah. What, Poor yeah. bastard. Like, does he even know what's happening yet? Or My thing is when someone's like in that position, like I feel terrible for them. Because it's a like, god, they must be so fucking scared. Like if they can think and they know oh, they that's can't a move, big. That's like one of my biggest fears. They must fears. be so terrified. Just not being able to. I can't communicate. Yeah, 
It's I like, can't it's tell like you the one video. My nose itches or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hated that. Yeah, right? That was like the first time I saw a video where I was like, that, just all this is just depressing the fuck out of me. Yeah. That, that, that uh, one, the Metallica. Fun. Yeah, one. Yeah, with the Johnny oh. Get Your Gun mixed with that song. You're like, oh, fuck, this is a tough one to watch. What are you reading, right? Chris? Uh, I'm just looking. I mean, again, nothing's official. It says he's off the ventilator, which I, Great you know, very good. positive sign. But other than that, I mean, it's not, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's not the major. Right. Yeah. You know, hopefully he's communicating a Tell, little bit. Brain injuries are just so fucking rough, man. Yeah. Dan Soto, I like that you're visiting us. What What are you promoting? Buddy? Yeah. Uh, Netflix half hour. It's called The Stand Up. Oh, yeah. It's great. I, I heard it was it. great, man. Yeah, I didn't just, see it yet, but I heard it's hilarious. They put out six half hour specials from comics. Uh, myself, Nate Bargetzi, uh Beth Stelling, Nikki Glazer, Dion Cole, and Fortune uh, Feimster. And it's uh, Feimster. And it's all, they shot it all in two days in LA. And it's just six comics doing half hour sets. And it really is like... There's so many specials on Netflix now that it's yeah. nice to have half hours. Sure. I think they're basically it's their version of HBO's One Night Stand. Exactly. So and it's a great way to get to, to get on Netflix and to have people see. No one's going to look at that and go, "Oh, he only did a half hour." It's going to be a half hour that's hilarious. And um, I'm I'm going to watch yours. I'm going to watch. I don't it, watch stand-ups, but yours I want to see. It's uh, it was it's kind of a good thing because I did the hour special last year on Comedy Central, and I didn't feel like a lot of people saw it. Because you really only get two shots. They air it maybe three times, and then it's gone. Yeah. So this was kind of a nice thing of a brand new half hour, and hopefully people go back and like this, and then they go back and watch the hour special. And the last time I saw Dan was in L.A. We did uh, taping for uh, This Is Not Happening. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, I had to go on last on The Late Show, and Dan went on last on The Early Show, and I was just fucking panicking. And I'm so glad you were there because yeah. you really fucking talked me down. I, I freak but, out when I tape stuff. No, but you also had, Jim was freaking out about the right thing where it was going late and it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday. And it was like, when you're at a taping and shit's going late and you have to do stand-up or tell a story or perform or whatever, you really start thinking about the stamina of the crowd. You're like, yeah, they're right? going to be Getting shot. Late, yeah. They're going to be shot. It's a weekday. So a lot of those people are probably going to be like, I got to go to fucking work tomorrow. Yeah. I don't care about this story. And I don't know about you, Jim, but a lot of, I mean, most comics, when you're talking on stage, sometimes you're just like, why does anyone give a shit about this? Yeah. Why am I, what am I well, saying? That's got to suck. Do you feel the energy? What do you, how do you it just can't, from that? It can happen. It's oh. happened before. When you're like on the road and it's a shitty early show on a Saturday and you're just talking into a microphone, you're like, why does anyone give a shit about what I'm saying? Well, you right feel now? like they don't give a shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, where they're just like, ugh, okay. But those crowds and the way Roy Wood uh, hosted that show, they were, I mean, Jim murdered. It was awesome. It was, it was a good show. But, but what happened was Roy had told a story on the earlier show, but they, Dan said he's retelling a story. And then he goes, dude, I got bad news, but this has got 10 more minutes in it. Yeah. And I knew it was going to go later. We were starting an hour late, but uh, it wound up being really, really great. I just, uh, I was just panicking. I'm like, it's going to be too fucking late. I'm not going to get off till 12. I was supposed to be on by 10. Like, yeah. you start thinking the crowd's going to be busted, but it would turn out to be fine. And I got nervous earlier in the day because I was closing out the first show and I got a text from Ari Shafir, who's the executive producer, former host. Well, yeah, who created the show. Who created the show. And he was like, ah, man, you're good. We were texting about, I wore a shirt with his face on it. So we were texting about that. And then he goes, oh, just don't go late. Just make sure you're one, one or two in the show. And I was like, okay. And then I got there and they're like, yeah, you're going last. And you're like, fuck. And then Jim showed up and I was like, I, and then Jim's like, I'm going last on the second show. I was like, ah, I didn't want to tell him. Like, Ari told me, don't go last. He it, did tell me, though. He yeah. did tell me. Joe so Rogan's, I leaked it Joe out. Joe Rogan's buddy, Ari? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ari Shafir, yeah. He so, also has a Netflix special. It's an hour or two. He has two different specials yeah, coming out. Two hour specials. Double negative. Yeah, yeah, double negative, July 18th on Netflix. And Does he not want to be known as the amazing racist? That he <laughs> no, oh, yeah. Is he trying to, to bury yeah, that? Yeah. All right. I think he's trying to push himself away from that. Okay, well, listen. He's a funny creator. He did some funny stuff. Oh, yeah, he does. I mean, he's balls out. That guy's like the most fun. If you want, to like 
they they need to do they just need to follow him because he goes and travels and just does a bunch of crazy shit. But yeah, uh, he's gonna be a rabbi. I think he was said to be a rabbi. Yeah, he's a really interesting dude. Yeah. And uh, so Dan's half hour. What'd you call it? It's just called the stand-ups. That's what they called all of them. Okay. So it wasn't like an individual thing. It was like it was really easy. You just showed up, do a half hour. They didn't vet the material. They're like, just do thirty-five minutes. Not like, following you anywhere. No behind-the-scenes shit like that. It's just no. basically the act. The, it, your, your act. Yeah. Just they, they wanted to create it as much as it's close to possible as a comedy club experience, right. where you watch one person and then another person comes up and does a set. So all six just link together. Let, we put them on and they go up. Uh, very cool. Uh, very cool. It's on Netflix. I, I yeah. fucking love Netflix. But let me ask you, as a stand-up comedian, and now what is the not not the goal? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's weird. That's kind of a broad question. But like, I I know you could be happy just doing the stand-up. Yeah. But like, are you are you constantly? I know everybody's individually different, but like, do you like go for a lot of like? Do you want to get a sitcom? Do you want to? Do you want to try out for these movie roles? Are you? Yeah, that, I mean, I like I mean, acting. I, yeah, acting's fun. Stand up's what I do. Stand up's just what I yeah. love to do, and especially coming up a big fan of stand up, it, it's kind of like uh, you want to do it the right way when you're a big fan, and, and like you know, I've been a big fan of Jim since I was, you know, I don't want to date myself or date Jim, but it yeah. was like, come on now, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, you know, like uh, you know, watching Jim on Last Comic Standing but yeah. knowing about him from O&A and knowing about uh, like all this different stuff so it's just cool to be kind of like when you're a fighter and you're in a gym with guys that have that you've yeah. watched and you kind of idolize you just kind of want to do it the right way yeah. and you want to keep evolving I was talking to Sam about this last night at the stand but it's like watching Jim evolve you see some guys that are still in that like late 90s comedy yeah. where they're like the AIDS they just like say AIDS like you can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. but now I've said like Jim's one of the most underrated stand up comics working right now oh, thank you. like what he does like you go and watch him and you're like this guy's evolved and you just wa- became like a really great comedian and I think that's probably my main my main goal is to keep evolving yeah. and to keep trying to get better and, and, you know, you want to become who you are on stage, off stage, and that kind of funny. And I think that takes like a lot of fucking time to just keep going. I mean, I've only been in it for 14 years. Yeah. So you're like, you want to keep, you want to turn those corners. When you watch a guy turn a corner, you're like, fuck, I got to keep working to turn that corner. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it's important with who you keep around. And, and that's why I'll always live in New York. Because this is the best place to do stand-up comedy. And doesn't it make you in New York, too, like... Be, and it's not that L.A. sucks, but the, there's so many good acts working here. Yeah. You know, you're going on. It's Colin Quinn's on stage. David Tell. Chappelle is coming on. Like... I mean, there, you can sit in the you can sit on the stairs of the cellar and listen to a tell and want to quit every night. Every I, night. I, 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 every I mean, night. I'm a fan of him from his old uh, uh, Up All Night show. Oh, yeah. Zombie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, um, but he's, he's a guy where he just has yeah. a brand new joke. That's amazing. Like, Fuck, that's just a funny joke. If it was in a book, if you yeah. read that, you'd be like, that's yeah. a great joke. And you never see it coming. Never see it we, coming. Because comics, you, you know, like you, you, you watch technique and you know how they do this. Yeah. Stand-ups will watch it. You go, like, yeah, I get how he came to that. Like the audience might go like, that was great. And then you're like, no, no, I see A, B, and then C. It's never that way with a tell. No matter how long I do stand-up, it's A, B, and then L. Like, yeah. Fuck? I, yeah, he had a joke where he goes, I'll never live my dreams. You know, like being chased by a mummy with a talking dog. And you're like, where the fuck does that come from? Where the fuck does that come from? But he's just, and he's, and, and the thing is, is there's a lot of great acts in, in LA. There's like a ton sure. of great acts. I was at the comedy store when we were filming that, and I've never met Rogan. I met him briefly oh. through Ari, 
But you just see all the guys working there, and you're like, there's a ton of killers in L.A. But what I like about LA, uh, New York is you're on the same show as a young guy that you've maybe never heard before, and he goes up, and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Now yeah. I got to worry about this guy now? Like, yeah. I'm seeing all these other people. Now this guy's pushing me to be better? So that's why I love living here and doing it. Did you meet Rogan when you were out there? Did yeah, you? just briefly. Just said what's oh, up. He would love you. I, I, we follow you. each other on social media, so it was just kind of a thing where I was like, hey, man, how you doing? He's like, hey. And someone was telling the story. It was that Eliza Schlesinger thing. Everyone was talking about it, so I just kind of sat back and you know, listen to everyone's opinions. Boy, did she fuck up. Yeah. She said that. I like Eliza too, but it was, that was just not the best. What did she, she say? Eliza was talking about like female comedians and she was basically saying we can't be predictable, but she was saying when I walk through the uh, LA Improv, I can close my eyes and it doesn't, like I can tell you who's on stage or it all sounds I, the same to me. Yeah, I couldn't tell you who's I on stage because all, all women are doing the same pussy jokes. And then she goes, I'm the only one with a World War II joke in my act and, and not talking about my vagina. And then the female comedians really zoned in on her. <laughs> yeah, I and was... If there's one thing you don't want, it's all other comedians <sighs> picking apart your act to find the bullshit in what you just said about yeah. them. It's never going to end well. She drew swords. Yeah. What you're saying. That's she, exactly what happened. She drew swords. But you ever see like uh, the end of the Blues Brothers hmm. when they're standing there and all of a sudden they look up and they go... <laughs> And the entire Chicago PD has yeah, pointed yeah, at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, what it's like. Yeah, yeah, where they're performing yeah. at the end and look up and it's... I mean, you don't... You, you just don't talk shit, I think, in a way where you go against the entire community with one swooping statement where you're like, I'm the only one that does this. They all suck. And it's like, well, now they're all... And who is this girl again? Uh, Eliza Schlesinger. And she's a funny stand-up and she does Netflix specials and I like her. I just think that she phrased it wrong. But she did kind of double down on it on Twitter and defend her point. But when she said I'm the only one with a World War II joke, Chelsea Peretti tweeted a very funny photo of Eliza in a vagina costume and she went, is this a World War II joke? Yeah. And it was like, like can't win. It really was. And every comment had an opinion and I was out in LA that week it happened so I was interested because we never see her out here because sure. we're in New York but LA it was just at the store and a lot of, there was a big circle of comics everyone's talking about it and you're like I want, I'm interested to see what you guys because you're around her so you don't know yeah, they, what I was their take on it? They were the same, the same as we had out here, where it was like, "Don't say you do a joke that no one else does." In World War II, you know how many people have Holocaust jokes? How many people have Nazi jokes? Yeah. It's like that's not a thing. If you were like, I do, "I'm the only one doing Reaganomics bits," you're like, "Oh, all right, that's pretty and, fucking unique." And that wouldn't even be a good thing because Reaganomics ended in fucking '88. <laughs> yeah, people would be like, like, stop doing Reaganomics. Yeah, jokes. but to say you're the only one that does a certain type of joke, it'd be like a fighter being like, "I'm the only one knocking out people with left hand," and you're like, "Well, that's just bullshit." Yeah, I got Johnny Hendricks would chime in a whole yeah. bunch of other people. I am proud of my Farfanukin bit, but I still do. By the way, Ron Bennington had the greatest intro of Bonnie McFarlane the weekend that happened. We were all working at the stand and Ron Bennington just brings her on stage where he goes, the premier World War II joke craft. <laughs> just brought her up. I was like, that was fucking great. That was so uh, inside so, baseball. So, so, so the whole stand-up community was up in arms over this Not, shit. You're just more, more pissed off at, a, yeah. at what they thought was like an, a cocky thing to say. Like, Who the fuck are you? Yeah. yeah Who and the I, fuck? I'm up here too. And she right? defended it. And they, there's a lot of shitty comedians, male and female. Hey. But it's like, well, you, have, you have some brilliant female fucking comics. And br you know, yeah. it's like, you can't say something like that because you're in a way discounting a lot of the uh, these genius comics. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Eliza's a good act, but it's like, Put yourself in the company by the good acts, but just I think she said it. It would be like a fighter saying, I'm, "Look, I'm the only one who actually trains my jujitsu. I'm the only, how come all these other guys yeah. aren't, aren't are fucking only taking big swings and hoping to land? I'm the only one who's training technique, and every other fucking fighter be like, are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, if they're what are like you talking about, if you did an interview where like, yeah, where a fighter was like, oh, everyone else is just going for bonuses. I'm the only one that loves fighting and wants to do it the right way. And yeah, like, then Damian Maya would crush your skull halfway through yeah, right? the fucking interview. Yeah. yeah. 
But I find that with the stand-ups, they love it so much, and, and I bring this up a lot, like, but they don't do it really so much for the money at all. Like, you get guys like... Who lied Jer- to you and told you that? Like, <laughs> well, again, like, I point out, like, I always point out, like, a guy like Jerry Seinfeld, why? He doesn't have to do that at all. Yeah. He's got more money than God, but there's something about him. He's, he's on there t- getting booed or whatever. I see him, like, some stuff of him going back and sure. trying out new stuff. I guess you guys know, of course. So you get... You have to go through that, you know, cutting your teeth with a new material. Sure. He doesn't have to go through that fucking shit. Yeah. But he's but he's doing it. Yeah. I mean, what is that about? Why why is he putting himself through that? It's like what is it? I I Dan knows too. It's probably it's the, it's the ultimate high. Yeah. When new materials work. Oh, it's fucking yeah. great. It literally is. It, relationships don't match up to it. Like yeah. they don't, women don't understand. Like I love the sex, but the sex doesn't no. match. Yeah. That fucking when you, when you have a yeah. new ten minutes and it kills, you're like oh, yeah. take and when your it all and beat it. <laughs> yeah. When it all when it all clicks. When yeah. you finally when you have like an idea and you're like I think that's kind of funny and then you find like that line that links it all together yeah. and then you kind of pull it out and you're like. I mean, I've yeah, you and it's just, and it's still like the first time type of thing, or is it? Yeah, because the material's it, new. It feels that's great. Dude. So it's always new. But then I'll tell you this: the the worst part is when it it over ripens and then it gets rotten, and you like hate the joke, it, and you, you know it comes out wrong. And yeah, you can't say it. Two right. Two months later, you're like, Ugh, you guys know where this is going, even though they've not ever maybe heard the joke. It's the first time doing it. Yeah, yeah, I was. I just did like I was just at the comedy works in Denver, where I'm from, and it's one of the best clubs in the country. Phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I haven't been there in two years, so none of my material's been heard by any of these people. Uh, and it's a great club, but I'm so sick of the material that I was up there. And after the show, I'm like, yeah, you know, half that's on the special. And they're like, that yeah, was great. And you're like, eh, he's never heard it. Yeah. And that's just where you are, where it's like this weird, that's why you got to keep writing. Yeah. That's why guys that you see that don't write and, and don't change their act, it becomes like this like weird, yeah. fucked up, where they're just like, it sucks. I hate comedy. And you're like, well, yeah, you're not growing. Yeah, you're doing the same thing every night. It'd be like literally, and not to keep equating it to fighting, but if you came out in every fight, open with the exact same thing. Like yeah. Verdum, for instance, throwing a flying kick <laughs> against Travis Brown and then every against Overeem in fucking first and second round. But if you just did the same thing every day or trained the same way every yeah. day, no, you'd course. be bored out of your mind and no, no satisfaction to it whatsoever. But uh, I guess that's it. You've been talking for a long time. Oh, uh, I could keep going. So, yeah, check <laughs> check oh out Dan Soder's. Uh, I, I'm sure it's a great special. He's such a tremendous comic on uh, on Netflix. It's called the what? I'm sorry. It's called the stand up. The stand up is out now. Or? Yeah, it's out now. It's streaming now. I think it was. There was on the homepage for a while. And you yeah, can just it's brand new. Uh, you know, six, five other really great comics and and myself. And it's just a lot of fun. It was like a real lot of fun, and hopefully people dig it. And Dan is on Billions as well uh, with uh, Paul Giamatti and and uh, John Danaher. Mm-hmm. You know John Danaher? Yeah, he was doing the. He was uh, he was Paul Giamatti's jujitsu coach. And this motherfucker is like Yoda. He comes and it's it's him. It's him to the. I don't know who writes those lines. It has to be just him saying it, but he 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 almost like I I've never seen the show, but I've seen clips of John sure. on there. And oh god, do I love it! Because you see him doing jujitsu, Paul Giamatti, and then he'll and then John will correct him, and he'll sound like because he's from New Zealand, he's got the accent, yeah. so he'll say something very wise, and like I, I'm not going to do any justice if I try to do, say what he's saying. Because but uh, and then you see Giamatti sit there and shake his head like, oh okay, I see. He's like the old wise man, like the sensei, the fucking. But that's what the best like, part. Like, yeah. If you get into the show and you watch what he's saying, yeah. it actually it it. it it portrays to what Paul Giamatti's character does in the show. It's awesome. So when he That's says, great. like, loosen your grip a little yes. bit to get a better positioning, yeah. then in the show he does something against my boss, uh, Damian Lewis, yeah. who plays Bobby Axelrod. He kind of does something in order to 
get him in. So yeah, there's a lot of parody. There's yeah. a lot of parallels with the jujitsu in the second season, which is a lot. That's of beautiful. Like yeah. He's saying you're being aggressive, but you're not using effective aggressiveness. Like yeah, yeah. He puts it together very eloquently. And uh, is that a word? Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Should never have asked. Anyway, oh, he did a good job. All right. Uh, oh, uh, the fights this weekend, Chris, the producer. Yeah, the main card is at 3 p.m. Eastern on FS1. The fight pass prelims start at noon Eastern. This is on Sunday. Uh, and the FS1 prelims are at 1 p.m. Eastern. Wait, wait the main card is when? <clears throat> 3 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. on Sunday. Fox Sports 1. Yes. And Friday and Saturday, I'll be in Nashville at the uh, at Zany's Comedy Club. That's a new hour of material. So if you saw, please, uh, uh, if you saw um, Mouthful of Shame and his different act, uh, different action, you're not going to be seeing the same thing. So don't let that keep you away. And uh, I'll be on uh, at midnight on Comedy Central either Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, you're so busy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Dana White looking for a fight. The San Diego episode. Check it out. And that's all I got. All right, we'll be back. No, we won't. No, we're leaving. Oh, yeah, goodbye. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Dan Soda. Thanks for having me, guys.